Hey guys, and thank you for coming to the <laughs> Fuck Around and Find Out podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different, uh, kind of building on what happened yesterday, as we're going to be doing a Tuesday call-in show, where everybody gets to come in and ask questions, uh, people that are long-time listeners or just people that have never even heard of us before, and uh, you can get to talk to our panel experts, guys that are like us who have been growing 20 plus years, uh, and you can ask us any sort of question you want, like why you didn't get a pony when you were growing up, or if... Uh, you know, like Emily earlier tried to ask about penis size. So um, that's what happened, which, you know, she wants to ask a question, let her have it. And uh, But we're happy to have people and uh, talk to you all. So our first call of the day is going to be Emily. Um, welcome to the show, bud. Thank you. Um, okay, how many questions can I ask, actually? You can ask as many uh, questions. As many as you want. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, this is going to be great. And I'm sorry for you guys in advance. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number one: If you had to choose one over the other, would you rather have Jeffrey Dahmer or Andrew Tate? Mm, which one's Andrew Tate? That's the bald, the bald guy from Romania bullshit. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, are we talking good. about over for dinner, or am I eating his leg? What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, if do you had to hang out with one. Oh, I'd, I'd have to hang out with Andrew Tate because Jeffrey Dahmer would eat me. I would want to hang out with Jeffrey Dahmer specifically really? for that reason. I, yeah, yeah, because exactly. I'm going to collect. I'm going to collect body parts from the dude and sell them. He's way more famous. Yeah, I don't even know like, who Andrew Tate is. Yeah, yeah he, he, he just got arrested recently, I think, or something. For, I don't uh, watch the news. Tra- trafficking women or something. But yeah, could you imagine? He's, he's a pretty much like, piece of shit. Could you imagine how much like Jeffrey Dahmer's teeth would be? Worth like if you started like knocking them out and like taking them and selling them individually, who wouldn't want a power necklace with you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's tooth on I it? I wonder when they arrested him if they pulled his teeth so that way he couldn't eat anyone nah. like in jail. Well, you gotta just dump nah. someone to death too. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, razor, you to sharp death. Gum. razor sharp gums. Right? Yeah. Could, could you imagine the, the people in prison when they roll him in? Like he's gonna be your new celly. You can make some pretty sweet necklaces out of nice long pieces of skin too. You can slice them small, but yeah, I don't. I digress. I think you'd have to go for like the back of the leg where the skin's like real tough and stretchy in order to like get a good good weave to make a necklace. But but to be honest with you guys, the the Andrew Tate guy, all I know him from is like smart ass remarks on like Twitter or Twitch or Twitter, and uh. Getting arrested. I, I don't know anything about how he got famous or anything other than that. The name sounds familiar. It means actually nothing to me, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know what he looks like. That's about as far as it goes with me. And I heard uh, about him getting arrested. I can't even picture him. I'm about to Google him though because I can't picture this guy. I'm curious now what everybody's like excited about him. Well, he's a uh, he. I, I know right before he got arrested, he was like having a uh, Twitter war with uh, Greta Thunberg. Oh, he's a Brit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's a British guy. That, didn't he just come out and say he had cancer or some shit from smoking all He's the damn always cigars? Got something. Yeah. I have no idea. No. Yeah. So definitely Dahmer. <laughs> yeah. He's six three, two hundred and five pounds. It's boring. Yes. He's got that very weak British chin too. He's not even going to be worth a lot of money in prison. <laughs> What if yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer ate him and then you took his stomach to 
to sell. Eh, I don't think it's gonna be much of a difference. Dobber's gonna give us plenty of money. Yeah, Dobber's got like people still follow him like a cult. So like I, I may or may just, not have an actual book about him. <laughs> nice, see. Or Manson, so, like, another guy. Just pretty famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Manson has not aged well. Look at him, man. He's, yeah, he's, he's rough just, looking. Yeah, he has not aged well. At least with Dahmer, he kept that feral wild man look to him. You know. Yeah. So yeah, definitely Dahmer. You could probably sell body parts from Dahmer for a pretty penny. Somewhere there's a billionaire out there who would just love, like, you know, some crystals, like, you know, goblet with a tooth in it, you know? Lucky Dahmer's toe or foot. A, yeah. Dahmer, a, yeah. a Dahmer toe in a bottle of whiskey. I bet you that was Shit, so yeah. That sounds like crazy. Yeah. The Dominator. Know. Yeah. <laughs> the Dominator. It's the Dominator <laughs> shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. As, as, All right. What's your all right. next question? All right. So this is kind of a segue question, but uh, growing up, and it might also show some age, but growing up, what was your favorite Disney movie? Disney? We didn't Disney. have a TV until we didn't like have the any. Yeah. 2000s. Yeah. Well, I, I grew up in Florida, so Disney was a big part of our lives, but uh, I'm trying to think. A favorite? Or just a memorable one. It doesn't have to be a favorite. Well, it has to be Aladdin and Lion King for me, I guess. Mm. I, I'd say that probably the first one that I actually like watched was when my kids were like young. God. And uh, so that was like in the mid-2000s, like yeah. when the boys were real small. But, like the, the mid-early the mid 2000s, like 2008-ish. And uh, then it was it'd be Aladdin and I'd like, have the Prince Ali, happy as in my fucking head for all you, <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're in the yeah. shower and you're like, "Won't stop," you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. I was raised like a what do you call it? A wild child, so I didn't get to watch a whole lot of TV and movies. <laughs> yeah, no, I was running I mean, around the mountains. We, we were literally kicked out of the house. The door was locked, and you didn't come back till dark. Yes. That's exactly how we grew up. It was, it was like, good luck. I mean, if you, grandma's house is five miles down the lateral, you know, walkway that way, if you want to go, you know, hang out with her, you can just just give us a call when you get there, you know, so we know you didn't die. Um, I'm but, googling uh, Disney movies from my youth, from my youth, so I can see if I can. No, see I mean, I, even, even my so. my Lion King came out when I was like my senior year in high school. All reason I know that one because it was always on the drive. I, I guess I guess I watched Mary Poppins when I was a kid. Yeah, that's to me that's still a cult movie. I'll always claim it as a cult movie. <laughs> Mary Poppins. It yeah, it was yeah. all about it was all about shrooms. The whole show. Exactly. So I I, I I guess the the better question then instead of favorite movie would be, are you guys familiar with the Toy Story movie at all? Yeah, my, my daughter's pretty much watched all of them now. So I, I have not seen it several sure. times. Okay, so to, to, to catch you up real quick, it's it's a surmise that when humans aren't around, the toys come to life, um, and they kind of have their own secret lives that they try to do, and, you know... It's it's Disney it's ripping of, off Indian in the closet. It's what it is. It's basically. Disney ripping off Indian in the closet. Yeah. But... Like, so, remember that book? Good book? I love that book and that movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have seen so, those... 
where I'm going with this is that with the Toy Story <laughs> thing, so you're all familiar with the characters. You know, you've got Woody, who's a cowboy. You've got Buzz, who's the the space ranger. Um, you've got ah, what was the what was the chick cowgirl? Um, no uh, idea. I do know that the the new one, the Buzz Lightyear movie that's on uh, Disney Plus, is not a child's movie. Like that? No, is no, not, not, not a child's movie. That was definitely geared towards like our generation, a bit older, because like the humor in it and everything else was just totally geared towards somebody in their late thirties. So, yeah. Okay. Well. So that said, knowing that these toys come to life when you're not around and being familiar with the concept that there were creations from them that are geared more towards the 30s, I guess the question that comes to mind at this point would be, would you go out and buy all of the characters just to go into your room, uh, take care of some business on the Bo Peep's face, and then leave knowing that they're all going to come to life and they can't do anything to clean it off, but you get the satisfaction of walking away knowing that they're going to have to come to life and see her like that. I do that to my friends now when they're fucking sleeping. Yeah, what are they, like, <laughs> that's just that's just Wednesday. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't see anything I mean, special about but that. The question is actually yes, yes, I would. I would. Uh, okay. <laughs> Me personally, no, I would not. Yeah. That's, <laughs> would you buy different toys, or is it is it solely all toys? Yeah, just just. Are you asking no. me if I want to buy people? Because no. yes, I mean, I would totally buy people. Can we bring that back? That was a great <laughs> time in history. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how many seconds are we in? Ten minutes. Slavery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not again. Well, I mean, like voluntary slavery, voluntary like indentured servitude. The, like, the, the, like what that's the, like saying tomato and tomato, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, but only for a certain number of years, just like they're good working years. So like prison. Yeah, so basically, yeah, but they could they could sell their years to you at a discount rate. Ah, gotcha, yeah. So eight for ten, you know, eight for yeah, gotcha. Good service, <laughs> yeah. good you eighty percent of your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it still sounds like jail. <laughs> <laughs> A lot like jail. <laughs> a lot. Okay, so more more along the lines of mycology now that we got the fun ones out the way. Um, so I use a 23-quart Presto pressure cooker. Um, nice. Okay. You know, I, make, I make my agar. Um, I'm pretty confident in my uh, recipe, which is... So I've got a couple thousand milliliter media bottles, a couple 500, a couple 250. So... You know, the amounts are adjusted per how much I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's typically for like a 500 milliliter. I'm using, uh, what is it? Thousand 10 grams of agar. Um, I'm using seven and a half grams of malt extract. And then one. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so. And then I'll, you know, I'll use some of my leftover green water to mix in with the 500 milliliters of distilled water. Um, And then, you know, I don't have the money for a flow hood yet, so I'm pouring out of my SAB. All that said, I'm finding, you know, about a week, week and a half-ish after I've poured, um, about 10% of my plates are contaminated without even being opened, being touched, or anything. 
would you say that's pretty much normal, above average, below average? And is there any way be, beyond purchasing a flow type to is, kind of prevent that? 10% is pretty high. Yeah, um, yeah 10%. Or, even with still airbox, that's pretty high. Are you taking um, and spraying your arms down with rubbing alcohol before you put your arms in your still airbox? Yeah, so I'm spraying the entire sub with iso alcohol. Um, I put gloves on. I spray the shit out of my gloves, my arms. Um, when I move my media bottle from my stir plate into my stir uh, or sab, I spray that down. I kind of wait a few minutes to let everything settle. And then I start pouring plate by plate. Are you wearing a mask? Yes. Hmm. Are you talking while you're wearing a mask? Are you listening to um, it? No, usually I'm listening to music. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. This is a tough I mean, one. Could, could it, how long? How long are your pressure cooking it for? Uh, so I'm at a higher altitude, so I usually run mine for about 35 minutes. I would pump um, it up so another five, ten minutes just to be safe. If you're having okay. that much problem. Okay. Yeah. No, ten percent. Ten percent rate is is what come? What's it growing? Do you know? Like what colors it growing? Um, like a greenish color, Trick. and it's all, and it's only at the exterior of the plates it's never in the oh. middle or some random spot no it's coming yeah, through your, your, yeah it's coming through the sides you what are you wrapping your plates with yeah. so i've i've tried two different things um one has just been a set and forget um and then grab as i go and the other method is i'll wrap them once they've cooled down um with parafilm you no you don't need to wait problems. for them to cool down no you don't need to wait for Matter them to cool fact, down. If you wait for it to cool down, they've already they've already sucked yeah. in all the air. They're going to be sucking in. Yeah, okay. I wrap them when they're I wrap them when they're hot, man. Like as soon I as they set up. Yeah. How would you? How do you prevent the condensation from happening then at that? Point? Well, that the 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 condensation's already. You've added enough agar and everything else to the cut the, the condensation after about a week or so should absorb back into your agar. Like okay. I mean. Yeah, you just gotta let them sit for a minute. It'll absorb back into the agar because you're at you know maximum set. You've made that at maximum saturation. Saturation, excuse me, for your agar and everything. So it'll absorb back. The water will absorb back in there when it cools down. But okay. like, just give it a week or so, sitting in you know off somewhere nice and you know out of the sun and out of light, and then uh, it'll uh, it'll just absorb back in. It's not a big I deal. Mean, I don't. I don't even wrap my plates, uh, but I have a fluid. Um, I make my plates and then I put them in a, a Tupperware container, a, a tote basically that has a gasket, so it's clean all the time. So I put them all in there and look back and let them sit for about an hour and a half in front of the flow hood. But uh, I mean, I don't wrap them. Fuck that wrapping shit twice. <laughs> well, I don't mind. I don't mind wrapping each individual plate with a little bit of parafilm. Uh, and that's because I never know what's going to happen when I make big plate, big batches of plates. Sometimes I end up shipping a fuckload of somebody who's like, oh, hey, I need a whole bunch of like blank plates. I end up shipping a shitload of plates somewhere, and I want them all individually wrapped. Uh, well, if, I, if I'm you, making them for yeah. somebody, they get wrapped individually. Yeah. But for me, my own self, they're in a Tupperware container next to the hood, so I can just grab out what I need. I've bulk wrapped them for myself using uh, that cling wrap that's on the little stick. It's only about 24 inches wide. You know, and just right. like uh, just just stack them up in a stack, put my finger on the top of her around the whole thing, and turn them like a big old tootsie roll, and that worked great. Like, yeah, I, great. I I have uh, been known to put my plates back in the sleeve they came in and reseal it too. Yeah, I, 
that works well too. Yeah, and that's kind of where I, I was starting to lean towards is, well, do I just wrap these and I've got a vacuum sealer. So I'm like, do I just wrap these and start resealing them? Or do I, you know, if I have to use a whole new vacuum sealing bag and do it that way? Well, well the problem with vacuum sealing is you're going to break your seal. <laughs> you're yeah. going to break the seal when you wrap your plates with my yeah, vacuum. And your gel going to bubble you'll, up and everything Yeah, else. you'll yeah. crush your plates most okay. likely. And you're... Yeah, the gel looks bubble up like he was saying, like a marshmallow in a vacuum chair. Get a UV so light. Not, not super cool. Yeah, and UV lights work great, man. Just, like, just throw like, your plates in a UV yeah. light for about fucking an hour, and it'll kill anything that might have got in there. And then just keep it in a fucking safe container, because everything that you're doing is after you pour. It's not part of the pour. Yeah. So, and the UV, the UV lights are really, really cheap on Amazon. They use them for uh, Sterilite nowadays. For like sterilizing air filters, where you can like pop one behind the air filter in your furnace, and it's UVA and uh, UVC light, and just run that bastard, and uh, it's good to go. So if you wanted to build a little like UV, just use like a cooler would work great. Anything airtight and like um, light tight, because you don't want to look at real UV light. I it, got one it, in my bedroom. Really, I use it for a tanning lamp. Yeah, it's Is not good for you. Yeah. yeah, it's totally not good. <laughs> But, I've, been, uh, I've, been, I've been using yeah. aquari- an aquarium light for over four years, so it's, uh, it works good. It works great. Yeah, the UBC, okay. UBC uh, aquarium lights work really well, too. Yeah. I but, will give that a try and go back to wrapping as soon as I pour them. Yeah, mm-hmm. just wait till they go solid and then wrap them. Yeah. Okay. You don't need to let them cool all the way down. Okay. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate you guys. Hey, yes. no problem. Oh, I thought you were talking about dicks and stuff. Well, we can talk about that. <laughs> I, How small kidding. is yours? <laughs> Very small. Super small. I knew it. Mike, micro. Talk so much shit. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you talk with small dick energy. But <laughs> Yay, that Yay. got weird. Okay, so <laughs> thanks, thanks for calling. We enjoy having you on. Let's go thanks, to our guys. next caller. All right, cool. So thank and for our next caller, we have uh, Mushabu. Mushabu, welcome to the show, Mushaboo. and thank you for calling in. Thank you for having me. How's everybody doing? Great, outstanding, great, great and wonderful. Band fantastic. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> what kind of question you got, hon? All right, so it's something that I've been thinking about because um, <clears throat> I'm fairly new to um, psychedelics in general. I've been very atheist driven my entire life. It's all I've really understood. I never really understood religion or spirituality and all that fun stuff. Um, Had my first experience last year and it changed my life. And I was at a festival. I wasn't even focusing on myself that came out with just dramatic healing from previous PTSD and trauma and everything. Sorry, that dab's got me all throw it all funkadoodled. But um, so I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Do I enjoy it too much is my question. At what point do you feel that a person is what we would classically call abusing psilocybin? I don't think that it's something that's, oh, well, so many times a week or I want to dance. Honestly, you basically can't. Honestly, your body won't allow it because every time you use it, basically need to double the dose so mm-hmm. eventually yeah. your body's going to be like i can't eat 10 pounds <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, 
I can't. I literally can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, to get the same, you're chasing the dragon, but on super high speed. What are uh-huh. you doing? Uh, still, what are you doing? Psilocybin. So, like, if if I found like, hey, if I I can do like a, a gram and a half on a Monday, right, and get a pretty good little buzz out of it. But then, if I wanted to get the same buzz on Tuesday, I, I have to do you know three or four grams. And then you know, like by by next Sunday, you're up to you're up to like you know a quarter of a freaking pound to even feel anything at all. So uh, it's it's not something that's going to be that you're going to be able to use to get recreationally high for a long period of time, like mm-hmm. heroin mm-hmm. or something, which is like a real gradual addiction. Uh, you can't. Mm-hmm. You it has almost. I I would put it damn near zero chance of being used irresponsibly. Uh, and but a very high recreational use of mm-hmm. threshold, so great for recreation, like every once in a while, not worth a damn for like being addicted or long term use. You know, that's so interesting because I do, I do hear that a lot, particularly from men, how quickly the um tolerance builds up. Whereas I've heard, I haven't been able to find any concrete evidence as a medical professional practitioner. I want, you know, reputable information, but I've heard from multiple people that women have more receptors that are able to bind with psilocybin um, and therefore more um, sensitive to it. Uh, I, I don't find that. I can do it for five days in a row in a festival and not find that I need much more, if at all. But then again, I'm one of those little crazy girls that I, I don't measure almost ever unless somebody else wants to partake with me because they don't need to go, hey, this guy, this guy right here looks like he's going to take me to a good place. <laughs> That's kind of uh, literally. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> it hasn't bit me in the butt yet. <laughs> so, um, uh, but I find it fascinating. It's one of the few things that, um, you know, I can say as a woman that I'm extremely happy and proud for in a, in a fun way is as far as, you know, oh, we're lightweight to, you know, a lot of other stuff and which I, but I don't mind. I, I like that, you know, I can enjoy it more, but then that there comes that, that I could easily do it a lot. Like I did it maybe seven times within three weeks and um, I, I didn't ever find myself needing to do, you know, that much more like beyond what I would normally kind of eyeball, if that makes sense. So, it, so it, my, I have a question here. Uh, yeah. just let me interrupt you for a second. Are you a, absolutely? Are you a redhead at all? Like uh, MCR one gene carrier redhead? No, no. He's asking if you're crazy. No, it's just because, well, I mean, like, I am, but that's besides the point. You find people <laughs> that have like the, the MCR1 gene, right? Which is traditionally found in redhead people or people who have like redhead ancestry, that they are drugs affect them differently. Same thing with like uh, individuals that need to be uh, sedated. Like if you're going to sedate somebody that the MCR1 gene, uh, you have to use about 25% more, but they're way, way. Wow. But they're way, way more susceptible to things like opioids. Opioids, they get way high faster on various things, and they're way more addictive personalities. So if you have like redheaded grandma or grandpa or something like that in your your lineage, you might have the MCR1 gene, which is great for you for psilocybin. Um, But like if you ever find you need to go to the, like your, your takes a lot more pain meds to hit if you need like a, if you break an arm or a leg or something like that, it, that's the bad side of it. 
Okay. You know, I should do some, um, some genetic history then. Um, because I mean, I do have Irish, um, in my family, but didn't really get to meet that side from what I was aware of. It was quite a few generations, um, in past, but you know, I just went through a major surgery and I, I do, I have quite a high, a high pain, to, uh, pain medication tolerance and I don't like it. I don't like taking, you know, a lot of pain medication, um, but when I go and have my little party favorite cocktails at a, at a, um, at the festivals and whatnot, especially being so new to the scene and, and just, uh, mind altering substances in general, at least as a regularity, um, they're shocked at how much they can baby bird me. And I'm just, I'm still zooming. I'm still going, I'm with it way more than guys that are three times my size. It's just happy and rolling. So are you are you also like on the skinnier side or the like the fitter side of people? Unfortunately, not right now because of of the health problems I've been going through. Um, I'm I'm not in great shape. I'm about five five, about I think about a buck forty five, um, and have been pretty sedentary after that surgery. So, but in general, even then, still not where I where I'd normally be. No, you're pretty small, and uh, you're pretty small. And that, what's what's that's happening there is that uh, psilocybin, like you know, most drugs is will will end up in the body fat. So if you don't mm-hmm. have a shitload of it, or you got a big old belly or something like that, then you're it's going to be more concentrated in your bloodstream anyway. So yeah, that might that be part sense. of it. And then you know maybe you have maybe you are a carrier for the MCR one gene, as you find that you know you're having a hard time with opioids, like actually touching pain for you so that might be something else like if you have to go for major surgery it'd be interesting i'd do like a one of those cheap over-the-counter 23 and me type things and mm-hmm. uh, just figure out just like make sure it looks for the mcr1 gene and, uh, interesting yeah that one's a real fun gene if you have it um it's definitely something that I would share if you're going to go into surgery with your surgeon because it can be a lot harder to bring you out of sedation so. Yeah, that's that is interesting. I mean, I, I work with you know sedating people. I, I'm one of those um, one of the professionals that works with ventilators. So of course, I deal a lot with people yeah. that are sedated, coming, going down, coming out, um, and as well as myself. Um, I don't believe there was any issue with my sedation, which was great for my surgery I had in January. Um, but it was more about the pain control afterwards. So, and yeah. you know, right now, unfortunately, there's the, the the you know epidemic and it's killing people and it's making doctors afraid to prescribe needed medication so you really have to prove your case which is just a real stinker and have to get up and figure out how to get there you know every few days as they extend it um but yeah anyhow i'd say just take all the warning labels off everything and let them all figure it out but uh we don't have enough hospital beds for that please (laughs) no i'm fine i'm a critical care paramedic uh, um, like, just just let it happen. Just let it happen. And ban Narcan. We'll, they'll be good to go. It's self-solving problem. Could be. Could be. It's tough. It's a tough situation trying to trying to see it from from all sides. That's you know. Then actually, this this last weekend, I I took um, enjoyed quite a bit of um, first time Enigma while at a show okay. um, on top of maybe a press and some points anyways. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, it's pretty amazing how it can really open your mind, at least for me when I'm not even concentrating on it. Cause I, I, 
Oh, you know, I think you're sometimes uh, you end up if you don't jiggle your phone, if your phone screen goes dark, it can mute you, hon. So try moving your phone. Okay, unlock. So sorry yeah, yeah. about that. Where where did you guys lose me? You went to a show and had some enigma. All right, yeah. and on, a few Where other fun things, and it um it opened up to me understanding what ego is. You know, as far as what people talk about it, you know, that they go in, they're trying to kill or at least take control yeah. of their ego, yeah, and I was just so opened up to something that I didn't understand on so many levels, being an atheist, being a scientist, doing, you know, all this stuff. I thought it was just hippies talking about, you know, don't just think too highly of yourself, but somehow I understand it much deeper on like the level of humanity and, um, you know, just how much we've evolved, but devolved all in the same, all in the same point. Um, I know I've kind of wandered off track here. Thank you, Dabs. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, um, it, it's a lot of why I'm growing and why I'm in the, in the, the group that you found me in. It's just, uh, I'm really amazed in this substance. And one of my, my goals with it, hopefully, I'm going to have to get out of where I'm at here in Cali, but unless they finally get their heads out of their ass, but I want to use my medical and, um, got a social and behavioral science degree and I want to help people. I've been trip guiding people and so far I've been extremely successful with friends. And that was kind of a, not only for myself, but like thought for the future with the, the, the original question I went to, because if you're going to help people with a substance that is mind altering, you want to make sure that, you know, you understand as much about it as possible. So if they do kind of get like me and I'm like, hell, I'm going to quit drinking and just do this a couple times a week, you know, is that mm -hmm. healthy? You know, and it, I guess, of course, it's going to depend on the person and how much they are taking it. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's good to know as much as you can on a substance that was banned so that, you know, we could throw more bullet sponge, sponges into war, hopefully. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's uh, beautiful. It's amazing. It's it's the resurgence is coming back uh, into psychedelics and particularly into psilocybin. The problem yeah. with it is, is that it's not something that they can easily turn into a pill you can take every day because exactly. it, you do build up the resistance to it so fast. It's it's also like pharmacologically doesn't have a hell of a lot of wiggle room in there. You know, it's mm -hmm. not something that, that, that like Merrick or anybody else can yeah, here's a 30-day supply, take it every day, blah, 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 because it's just not going to help if you take it exactly. every single day. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, that is the oh, probably the biggest thing against psilocybin becoming legalized everywhere is the fact that it's really hard for the big companies to make money on it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, as someone that works in the healthcare industry in America, like, it breaks my heart like just how broken the system is in so many different ways and so people are like in healthcare oh you're big pharma no i'm in healthcare because there's there's a use for everything and without people like me that truly care about the patient like y'all really be fucked <laughs> you know what i mean mm -hmm. so i know people get into this into that you know psychedelic scene and then they, they don't trust modern science or medicine and i understand completely why 
And, you know, I hope that I can kind of be a part of that bridge to making sure that people still take seriously, like you're bringing up, like if somebody's on, you know, a very serious antipsychotic or antidepressant, you know, I see a lot of people thinking they can just come off of it and take psilocybin and, you know, that stuff, that stuff's really scary. And I wish that there was a way to better bridge um, trust back into, into people other than undoing decades of what the u.s healthcare system has become yeah if you're if you're one of our listeners and you're taking lithium every fucking day uh do not stop taking your fucking lithium and start doing a shitload of shrooms uh yeah please don't don't like there's so Uh, many medications that you can come off of and the the ultimate side effect is that your SI becomes so overwhelming and you do self-harm up until, you know, death. And this is a very, very, very real thing that this is the only thing time that I have dealt with any, any, anything in the hospital that has to do with psychedelics is somebody that had come off one of their antidepressant depressants, or they said they weaned or something to do a, a, you know, a heroic. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about, but I'm just trying to take care of you here. Um, but it, it's it's very real. It's very serious. If you don't have trust with your physician about it, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, contact me. Talk to me as someone that's in the industry. I'm not going to talk to you on the level of a psychiatrist, but maybe I can help guide you somewhere. Because please don't become a statistic. Please don't 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 harm yourself trying to do good in it. Because I know these medications suck firsthand yeah. okay so i'm here that's it sorry <laughs> what, I'm, what i've seen is people uh just uh stop taking their ssris and they just yeah. stop cold freaking turkey and they end up with this massive serotonin rebound uh, and then right in the middle of it when they're starting to feel manic as fuck they take a shitload of shrooms and they're just off to the off to the walls like they're just gone and then yeah. they come back and they're because they're still in the middle of a big serotonin storm they're all like, you know, like feeling super great. And then it just slowly goes away and they start feeling like shit again. And it's like, it's because, you know, you've suppressed your system for so long. You need to be weaned off that shit. You can't yeah. just cold turkey it. Exactly. It's, yeah. um, it's scary. But for some people, it's the only way that they're still here. And I want to remind everyone of that. When you come onto someone's post and tell them that, you know, big pharma's the devil and they're killing them just realize that 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 is just it's not only inappropriate that is a potentially dead state deadly statement these people are already feel like they're a, a stigma for having to rely on medication to 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 help their brain because we as humans haven't let go of our ego enough to understand mm-hmm so much of the brain that we don't understand don't don't do that don't be that don't be that freaking wook don't be that person you know like you don't know what that person's going through you don't know why they're on that medication and maybe they're just on a down right now and they just just don't don't comment you know also well if you can't not say Yo, just get off of it. You know, those pharma, those pharmaceutical drugs are killing you. Just fucking go cold t- turkey. We'll get you here or whatever. You see the most crazy shit. So, I mean, just saying, if you can't say something that 
is safe for them. But I just don't, I don't know. I mean, people like that, I just don't. Medications, I'm thinking uh, everyone should just shut the fuck up anyways. I Unless, because how many of us are actually uh, educated to make a fucking decision for you? (laughs) Exactly. For themselves. Like, I thought yeah. they farm all the time, but that's because, you know, I think they're all It does money. suck. You know, but <laughs> it I, does yeah, suck. I, I could care less about them. But as far as the people yeah. go, you know, some people need medicine. But a lot of some people, people don't absolutely need do. 17 medicines because 16, you know, counteract the side effects of the one, you know? So it's, uh, you know, the system sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I went through that when I was waiting and fighting and finally had to almost go to the medical board to get, uh, taken care of by the, the the medical company that I work for as a resp- respiratory care practitioner. And it was scary how much I had to advocate to get this surgery. In the meantime, they just kept putting more and more medications on my body that made me sicker, but kept me alive. And it is, it's, it's terrible that, you know, there are other ways to do it. They don't need the 17 medications, or in my case, I didn't need medication. I just needed surgery. And they're just so concerned about money and the the short staffing in in the in the medical industry is terrifying, and I understand oh, yeah. why we're we're tired. <laughs> they yeah. do this like shit. We don't get paid Beat well. The fucking shit over this damn this this like just in my field in emergency medicine, we mm-hmm. went from being like pretty close, maybe ninety percent staffed at the beginning of Rona to like now <laughs> shit. I think we're at forty. Like yeah, a like lot of people. That. A lot of people ditch they were just like because now what they're doing i feel is they're they're using that hey you guys ran at 30 percent 40 percent so we're just gonna do it and i'm seeing it that i know that healthcare facilities locally are still understaffed but there's no travel jobs no travel jobs at all so that's that they just no they're trying to lock everybody down where they're at Uh. yeah Because some of these, yeah, like, some of these, the, the travel, the travel medic, the travel nurse jobs, shit, they were paying some of these guys seventy six dollars an hour to go and work like a like a week on week off contract. And, yeah, uh, and you're like, that's great freaking money, and you get a per diem, so they're paying you like two hundred bucks a day cash under the table for your food and everything else, plus paying for your hotel. It was a great deal yeah. for a lot of people, but it helped fill in a lot of rural areas. But yeah, now they're just like they're telling people, "Hey, just stay where you're at." But everybody's so massively understaffed. Like we're we're running maybe forty percent on the weekends, and oh. uh, we just can't get we just can't get anybody. So there's times where it's just like, "All right, well, you might have a hour wait before you get picked up." I mean, oh. how it is. Yeah. Priorities are are definitely in the wrong place. I know, like Kaiser, for example, last year took their. The, the top wigs took their largest bonuses today. I don't want to say how much, but meanwhile, like, I mean, we, we had an RN that took her life because it was so, so scary in that hospital that oh, but yeah. they didn't yeah, use any people. of that money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lost people. We had quite a few of the older guys uh, that were experienced. They died. We had a oh. couple of guys who got, uh, who ended up, with the the oh the first round of uh, Rona the OG Rona and they'll get cardiac uh, megaly, and so oh, they're, no. they're yeah. just stuck in a life vest. They can't even leave the office. They're just stuck in a in, in a Zoll life vest. Literally, just shocks yeah. them every once in a while. Um, <sighs> they're waiting. They're on the they're in the line to get a pacemaker, but it might. But the line right now is so fucking long for a pacemaker. It, it's yeah. two or three years out. 
because of all the yeah. cardiac issues that came up. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's not so it's not done. You've got a lot of people that just they're done, and we it, we're just not going to get it back it, from the everybody that was in the pipeline of going to school for it looked and saw how shitty the, the <laughs> no were being way. treated. And they went, you know what? I, I think I would become a computer coder or I would go over here and do something else. You're like, oh, sounds, sounds I'll like go fun. flip burgers. I just don't want to be in that. That's that's a war zone. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the, the rapening is what we called it. Yeah. It was oh, my God. Ridiculous. You hear that, COVID deniers, man? Here's a couple of people that, like, I'm the one that ends life support. I have ended lives as young as a sig- single digits to teens, to twenties, to thirties, to, and I lost count because I wouldn't allow myself to, 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 to count anymore. It was very real. It's still there. And if anything like this happens again, I know y'all scared, but man, if they're stacking bodies in a freaking freezer truck outside the hospital, it's, it's time to, I don't know, you got to do a heroic or something, but you need to kill that ego and you need to think about your fellow man because so many people died. They didn't need to die. Well, let me ask so. you this. I mean, since we're on the nursing homes are still fucking empty. Okay, well, I mean, uh, since we're talking about the corona thing, well, what do you guys say about this fucking, like, I don't I'm not vaccinated, only because I don't give a shit, but the people that were forced to get vaccinated to keep their Ooh. jobs and everything else. Oh, and I think it's great. people are actually getting in a lot of, like, people are dying, is it? Isn't, aren't people dying from the vaccine? I haven't heard of a single case that, wasn't somebody that was predispositioned in some form right. um, to have an issue with the vaccine. Because the vaccine's not live. All it's doing is it's giving your body something that it thinks is the the live virus. I mean, but it's not. And even, and and even there, a lot of people were actually contagious after they got the after they got Because um, they fucking, they're shedding the dead virus. Like, mm, well, they they right had now, it. They right. had it already then, or they got it from somewhere else because it's not. The vaccines aren't just, it's not putting a full body fucking condom on. All it is doing is really just telling your, your immune system how to deal with something. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a battle map. Yeah, it is. That's literally. It is. So literally what it does is it's, it's a set of keys that it's giving your lymphocytes and your T cells and everything like that. Hey, this is the key that you need to look for. And so that they can then pump out the T cells that are going to fit on the outside of that virus and unlock exactly. it so, so that your immune system now goes, oh, shit, I can kill that. All this is giving exactly. the specific tracer rounds to the immune systems so the immune system can actually hit the fucking target instead of just exactly. Yeah. And it it's feels so like shit because your body is going to war to build said key, said maps to understand yeah. how to kill it. Like, how do we kill this motherfucker right here? That is what the vaccine is doing. So you may feel like crap. My last booster, because I've been so sick and I was so anemic, it put me in the ED briefly, very briefly. And then I went home. But you know what? I do it all over again because I don't want to be a long term COVID. Like, I didn't no. get it. I was lucky. I was so lucky as an RT not getting it, but man, like it's, I, I would do it over and over and I will keep I doing st- it because I'm I not afraid wear, of it. I still wear my P100 on every fucking call. Every fucking call. You know what's That's great? Smart. I, haven't, I haven't got the fucking flu. I haven't got RSV. <laughs> I got shit. I, mean, I skipped allergies this year. It was beautiful. Wearing the fucking wow. cast mask. 
And people will be looking at you like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, why is he wearing that? I'll just tell him. Uh-huh. Smoke people. I was, like, in, I was I in the hospital for the whole year. I haven't, I haven't smelled oh, no. a fucking homeless person. Oh, I haven't COVID. smelled a homeless yeah. person for a year. It's been beautiful. Like, I'll it never is. Stop fucking, that, that, and you that, know, the actual gas. Mm, don't have to smell not taking, don't have to smell shit. It's beautiful. But not taking the 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 vaccine is is like a huge part of the problem. And going back to their shedding the 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 virus. No, they're not. It's not active. You can't have active virus from a dead quote unquote. Well, no, Active, why are sorry, you not, why are you not supposed to be having sex then after you well, after what? After you well, um, never heard that one. Oh, I, I don't know what I you're talking about. Oh, really? He's you need to look at your having, sources. Yeah, no, I think he's talking the about said it. what's that? Uh, was it a fucking I chiropractor? I don't know. Maybe not. the doctor, maybe the lady just didn't Probably. want to have sex with you. And she was saying, <laughs> My doctor says, I'm not supposed to have sex. Or maybe like one person had a reaction because somewhere down the line they have some kind of immunosuppression or hyperactivity and they had a reaction while they were boning their wife and they then they died from a heart attack. And they went ahead and linked it in their mind to the fact that they were vaccinated that day. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so the Rona vaccine is different than pretty much every other vaccine that's been out there. Right. Normally we take like a whole virus or a whole bacteria and we fucking kill it, usually with chemicals or radiation. And then we inject it into you. This one is just an RNA vaccine. RNA, right? Yeah. It's just small segments of the fucking DNA. Not even the DNA, the fucking RNA, even smaller than DNA. Exactly. Completely fucking inert. It can't do shit to you. Right. And and it can't assemble itself. It's definitely not going to build a goddamn 5G antenna in your fucking forehead. All right. I'm alive. alive. No yeah. disassemble. The government. Well, right, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking that, at dude. the auto yeah. website right now. It says it's it it the bio and tech COVID 19 vaccine trail that uh, yeah. participants of both sexes are not supposed to have unprotected sex or try to conceive a child. For two weeks after getting a shot in the arm. Now, so I have a question though. So, like, let's say you had the flu. If you had the flu, would you want to be fucking your wife? Like, if you felt like shit and your body was in the midst of a war, trying to, you know, whatever, would you be having sex with your wife with with unprotected with the goal of having a child? Are you, are you or? asking me if I was sick, if I would fuck my ex-wife to get her sick? But the answer is yes. If you're not feeling well or yes, the vaccine's new. So why would we want to risk a possibility of some side effect happening to that child that may develop and have some predisposition, for example, to, you know, be affected by it? Like, I mean... I, it I'm makes sense because we don't know what's going to happen. We just I don't. don't. Here's okay, what I, I think is happening. As you're injecting a foreign substance into your body, and that's exactly. your immune system is attacking that foreign substance. And because that's what makes you sick when you get, exactly. you get the booster or you get any other fucking shot. You're not getting yep. the flu from the flu shot. You're getting sick from your body attacking the flu. Yep, right? the that's what I said. So mm-hmm. the, 
that because of that, your immune system is taking a fucking dip. You're not supposed to have fucking sex with immunocompromised people. And you are temporarily immunocompromised after you've mm-hmm. had a shot of anything. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter what the shot is. You're temporarily immunocompromised. You can be temporarily immunocompromised if you're having a bad allergy attack. Like the rebound from that is immunocompromisation. Mm-hmm. So like you're not supposed to be going out there and having sex with strangers because you might catch their gun herpesifilades a lot easier. Also, but, you yeah, don't want true. to you don't want to go ahead and yeah, you don't want to go <laughs> ahead and try to conceive a child when your immune system sucks. Exactly. The woman the woman's immune system isn't there to kill the retarded sperm. You want to have a fucking tart baby? Go ahead, have at it. You know, have the sperm spit the the, the the sperm that's swimming backwards go in there, right? Like it's like you know, just stuff to think about, man. Like, come on, yeah. It's, you know, it, it, I mean, it makes sense, and, and 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 you know, I understand how someone that doesn't understand you know, um, what you and I have studied and, and practiced in real life, uh, you know, as well. And they've been fed so much information that we look at and we laugh at, we're like, Oh my God. But you know, if you don't know, and you don't understand, then I can, I could see how you, you could be easily swayed because it is scary and people hate being confined. And we were very confined and they think that any new reason to not take the vaccine or not just not be involved with COVID in general. They just want to move on with their lives. Um, but, you know, I'm getting off on a tangent here, but well, yeah, we really have okay. taken some turns. Well, that, that's <laughs> but anyway, think of your fellow man. It's not that scary. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's normal for our podcast to just go in random fucking directions. And, the way it should be. It, yeah. It, it's it's perfectly fine. If you don't want to get the freaking vaccine, I don't care. If you want to get it, great. If you don't want to get it, great. I, I just don't. Wish it, I just I wish, wish everybody would. What about that if asthmatic it, child next door or your, or your grandma that's like, you know, those are the people that you're willingly exposing. They don't <sighs> care about them to begin with. They're not going to care I about know. them to get a vaccine. They wear a mask, right? Because they don't want no, to the mask is not going to stop it. I know the ma- I know the yeah. mask is basically like using a chain link fence to keep mosquitoes out of your fucking yard. That I understand, <laughs> but the government is I, I don't want to see now. I don't want to get off the tangent. I don't do it because I don't trust anybody. Because I've been fucked over basically my entire fucking life since I got out of the military. So yeah. I don't care. And and as far the way I see it. Anybody that come up with a fucking uh, antidote or a vaccine for a brand new fucking thing, it was either made for that purpose to control people or whatever. But I mean, the government I see, isn't I smart enough to build a fucking website that works. It cannot <laughs> build a fucking vaccine that's going to do anything besides what it's supposed to do on the basicest, most fucking barely across the threshold level. That's right? what like, I'm thinking is they are not smart yeah. to do that unless it, it's been in the plan and it's been in the works for a long time or whatever. I don't uh, All I know is this already vaccines have been studied this. for 25 years before this. So it exactly. was already in the pipes. It, well, I, why, where, did, where did all the flu deaths go from the years? Well, they're still COVID? fucking there. Oh, they're, they're there. They are. They're but there. They're not, they're not flu deaths anymore. No, now everything, everybody that dies is it's a COVID death. No, so no, no exactly. only if it's the primary cause of death. I've been there, I've been part of it. 
only yeah. if it's the primary cause only of death. You want to know why? And I tried fucking explaining this to you, Deadpool, like fucking 40 times. <laughs> I listen. Nobody's getting fucking paid for COVID fucking deaths. We wanted to nobody. Any, we wanted to come up with any other fucking way that that person died. There's not a max. They're, they're not overcounting COVID deaths. They're undercounting them on fucking purpose because Yet. they want the when 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 Trump did the whole like oh we're gonna make a natural disaster type thing. The insurance companies went, ha, that means we don't have to pay. And so nobody yep. got fucking paid. And that's why all these hospitals are closing. There's a big fucking yep. hospital in my town right now. A big fucking 300-bed fucking hospital. A specialty hospital is fucking closing because nobody got fucking paid for a single Rona patient. They didn't get paid a fuck. The government didn't yep. reimburse them. Nobody paid for them. You've got a patient who's an ICU and a ventilator and everything else. And they're 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 you know, there for 40, 30, 30, 40 days and 30 to 40000 dollars a fucking day. Who's eating that? The hospital. Medicare and Medicaid didn't pick it up. Nobody picked it up. Nobody. Nobody, Nobody got fucking paid. And the hospitals ran at a massive fucking deficit the entire time. And they're still running on a massive fucking deficit. Hammering. You're seeing, you're seeing uh that in Unwillingness to hire more people, even though you're super short staffed. Is you're that seeing that they're charging twelve thousand dollars for an MRI scan or something, or three. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter, man. You're like, you're, I've tried to explain this to you. I know. There's no conspiracy about like hiding COVID deaths. They wanted to hide the numbers that were actually physically fucking dying. They're like somebody comes in, they got rona, they had a fucking stroke. They go, ah, he had a stroke. He died from a fucking stroke. Who cares that he was coughing his goddamn lungs out and that caused him to have a stroke? They recorded as a fucking stroke so they could get paid. And because yeah, he ultimately he died because he had Rona. Rona, as I've told you before, causes widespread vasocoagulation. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it, but you just didn't fucking listen until you hear from somebody else. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll tell you what, man. Like, I, I, if I hadn't discovered like psilocybin and everything last year when I decided to solo lightning in a bottle and fucking shroom and i just decided i don't know why i'm doing this i'm doing this and just fuck i was there were days i would come home and there were so many fucking deaths and same thing he's saying with like trying to cause it on anything else to keep the hospital open i would just lay down on the floor i wouldn't do anything for at least a half yeah. hour like it was it, it's it's i just i wish there was a way to like i wanted to take people on even if video um video um and uh, tours of like the icu and everything oh, else and just show people shit show fucking shit show is what it was and it's like it was terrible man i tried to tell you man there have been times where i just didn't have it in me i'd come home and then i'd just fucking cry but why you know i'd come home i'd strip in the fucking backyard shower outside and then come fucking inside with all yep. the shit bag directly into the fucking washing machine with freaking lysol and then go and take a freaking second shower, a hot shower. And in the middle of fucking winter, I'm still showering outside. I'm freaking yep. like, not a sink to this day. My boots still don't come in the house. My masks don't come in the fucking house. None of that shit. It all stays bagged up in a bag in my truck. And Exactly. And, and we were so, we felt so, 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 um, uh, dedicated like we, we we wanted to stop we wanted to not do it anymore but we knew if we did that that 
that would cause so many more deaths because people would see that we were like, no, we can't do this anymore. But I decided that that day and I know over that week, I decided that I'm sorry, I can't do this. And so I refused to go back to acute care and I was, I'm still done. I'm starting now. I'm going to go do some ventilator setups and homes and stuff, but I won't fucking touch a hospital right now. I won't go anywhere near it. It, It's, you know, and I guess we're kind of circling back around to the psilocybin discussion of um, like, I will say that I think it saved my life. I will, I will say that I am so thankful for this substance and what it can do for me and what it can do for other people. And um, I can't wait for my next trip. (laughs) I've actually got my first, my first babies into substrate because I kept, I had so many things happen this year and the end of last year. And I kept just leaving them and, and not taking care of them. So Talk about another little dance, but I cannot wait to be um, experiencing the fruits of my labor. (laughs) Unintended. Good job. Yeah. I've got some blueies, some Enigma, and some Jack Frost. I'm pretty sure the blueies are going to be good, and the Enigma looks good, but we'll see. Enigma just takes so long. It's awesome. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I'm like... And I, I, I wasn't sure if it was contam or not. I mean, there was a little bit towards the center. So I tossed the rest out by my tree. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've done outdoor grow beds. Outdoor grow beds right. work. That's true. That's we true. Last week. Yeah, we just did a podcast on it last week. Works out really well. That's awesome. I'll have to go in and start digging into your library. I have uh, This is my first introduction to your, to your well, podcast. Well, you're yeah. a you're a bible called version? <laughs> what? Anything you're, you're bad, you hear, you hear about version. me on that podcast, it, it's all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh, I'll take it all to heart. I'm gonna. <laughs> no, it's yeah. um, it's it was um, it's been really um, it's been really great talking to you guys for real. Like um. I, I feel to some degree, I think I still got a lot of that. Everything's connected in my head from, you know, that the, the, the trips this last weekend. And, you know, I know I came on with the serious subject, but I feel like there's a lot of information out there that um, hopefully people will take to heart with you for a long time after your trip. It's not just a, you're done. Yeah. And you walk away. My it's- first one. Yeah. It was like a good two months where I felt rejuvenated it was it was amazing i'll admit the rejuvenations do last quite a bit shorter now (laughs) but i learn and grow every time and um it's really i think the community too has been a part of really saving me because i became such a hermit through school graduated straight into the pandemic and i didn't know how to socialize or do anything anymore and man the community y'all fucking rad. Like I'm going to, I'm going to say, and I say it all the time. And, you know, with people that, you know, like that group I'm in and Facebook and whatever the heck else, but you know, you guys, you do a lot for each other and for me and, you know, your acceptance and your willingness to, to, to help people grow both fruits and in themselves. Um, it's, it's an amazing community and just, I feel so lucky to be a part of it. Well, we're happy to have you, man. Oh, sure. All righty. So, thank you for coming this, in. 
Yeah, thank you for having me, and um, thank you for you know sharing a little bit of your lives, your opinions, your thoughts, your humor, and uh, all that jazz. And uh, <laughs> we're all fucking full of it. Come on now. So uh, it turns out we don't have any other callers. Uh, everybody else is too scared to come on. Either that, or we pissed them off. I did piss oh, off a bunch no. of people. What I was said uh, the word chinkanese earlier. I got kicked out of a, a, a Discord group, actually. Well, what exactly were you trying to describe? That sounds like a dish to me. That sounds like something you'd go with. Yeah. Sure. You know? It's like it's like Indian-Asian fusion. You get it's it with, like, your wonton soup. It's like Indo-Chinese food, you know? Chris, turn down your gain on your mic just a little. You're really <laughs> loud. Yeah, it's it wasn't it's just me. No, it's this <laughs> microphone. Yeah, the microphone's real good, but you're like really close to it or like gains a lot. But uh, no, we were, we were talking, we were just talking about uh, like uh, man, something overseas. And uh, so I was like, yeah, no, I mean, this is a this is kind of like a chinkanese uh, meal and stuff like that. And I was given a recipe, and uh, they were like, what? I was like, chinkanese. And I was like, don't, hold on, first off, don't get offended by anything negative about China because China is like the bad guys of the world, right? The amount of people they slaughter and the amount of people they genocide and yeah. the amount of children. Dear Lord, if you have a heart, think of oh. the children. <laughs> and it's not just like regular children. They're cute little squinty-eyed children. They are they're adorable. Gonna, yeah, but they've just like <laughs> got in there and killed more, what are they called, Uyghurs? Uyghurs? Uyghur. Oh, Uyghurs. the Uyghurs. Yeah. Oh, Muslims. Yeah, but they've killed so many of them. Like, more of the Nazis killed they the just, Jews. Like, watched an episode of South Park, and they were like, he's right. They try to attack my shitty wow. <laughs> Wait for it. But yeah, no. So I was like, uh, so I was like, you know, they're predicting that we're going to end up in a war with uh, China in like in 2023. And uh, they're kind of taking all the steps right now to get close to invading Japan. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really have anything nice to say about them. So, yeah, like, because I kind of like Japan. I mean, Japan's weird, but it's kind of like that weird stepbrother you might have. The one that yeah. kind of like, you know, sniffs panties, what watches <laughs> anime. I never that thought that Japan was all that hot. Kind of like you look into the real history all the way back. Oh, yeah. No, history's it's fucked. like. Well, we, like, killed no, all we, the weird we killed all the people. We, we killed an entire generation. So oh, yeah. and because we killed an entire generation, we had a bunch of these little feral kids running around, and we basically raised them on fucking Nickelodeon or, or some bullshit, right? Sure and so we got the this, nukes. Yeah, the nukes. We nuked the shit out. We killed an entire generation. So we had the all these kids. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> you had like all these like you know kids that just raised themselves. And they became a real calm, uh, peaceful, productive society. Now they're just like uh, panty bending machines and like interesting things and typical porn. And and that's just Japan. Like that's what happens when kids raise kids. And they call it um, hikikomori. Hikikomori is what the people are that like they're not having any kids, right? Yeah, they're just staying at home, and their their culture, I guess, is that's uh, you're born and you don't get married. You just stay in your mom's house. Is it is that the American incels? And they don't have yeah, they're all American incels. So they're trying like they go to work, they come home, they go to work, they come home. Like they took capitalism. Japan is good at copying things too. 
Remember yeah. when they were like, no, we don't want the rest of the world. The whole entire world is just Japan. Don't ship anything to us. And the Dutch came over and they're like, are you sure? And one town was like, yeah. And another town was like, yeah. And the rest of Japan was like, no. But eventually they were like, yeah. yeah. And they, <laughs> they started trading and shit. And uh, their government turned into more of a Western style. Their military turned into more of a Western style. Their education. Yeah. Their and everything changed. Out of China. That was about the same time, yeah. Is yeah. that a better, better trained and better equipped? Because they went, they went in a period of like, I think it was like uh, 1905 to 1930. They went through this super massive like industrialization, and they they hired people like professional soldiers to come over and teach their soldiers. And so when they got into a war with China, they just wiped the board with them because they had like far superior weapons and far superior training, and they just like. Beat the shit out of them. Well, was, and ever since also, then, China's always been like, had a black eye for them, you know? Well, yeah, so, they, that was right after the Russo Japanese War. And they, yeah. You know, their economy went, but yeah, no, I don't have anything, you know, I don't have anything against Japan at all. Been there, beautiful people, beautiful land, um, interesting culture. Don't really care about like Unit 571. Uh, we just don't talk about that. Um, you know, <laughs> their whole murderous, crazy shit that they did. But, uh, yeah, I don't even think they teach about Unit 571 anymore in schools over there. They just kind of gloss over it. Oh, well, of course, why wouldn't they want to touch on, you know, an atrocity? If, if it's oh. uh, something that glorifies them, it's something, you know, well, we something they want. We teach about shit that we did wrong. But, you know, yeah, America's bad. So like that's but that's been like the rhetoric forever is that America's bad, um, and yeah, the rest of the world is better somehow. And it's like no right. unit unit seven thirty one, yeah whatever mm. five seventy one seven thirty one that's pretty close right like yeah I, was, I had most well I mean you know like, North Korea has building thirty nine what the fuck does that mean uh, it's <laughs> it's thirty other side building. of the world no it's not though because they have thirty five thirty six thirty eight thirty nine where'd the other ones go. Huh. Underground, they love to dig tunnels. Maybe. What is up with them in digging? <laughs> like, like the, you, you go a certain longitude, and they just love to dig. Rats. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not even what country or what people you're from. It's just we could draw a circle in a map, and it's just I don't care if you're from Mongolia, Russia, Japan, North Korea. Just like I, and Afghanistan, Afghanistan, you do that whole oh, fucking, yeah. you do a big oval. About all the people that love to dig, these motherfuckers would have raided a sandbox and just ate that shit up. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a really good point. There must be like a we like to dig parallel, you know? Yeah. Like, there's just a parallel out there that causes people to like fucking dig, you know? It's just, <laughs> huh. I like it. Yeah, that's. You... Yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird. There's got to be a theory about that. I don't know. Like the right amount of sunshine, the right amount of dirt, the right amount of everything. Just the climate that happens at a certain parallel is just indicative to cave-dwelling humans. Did you see the Federal <laughs> Republic of Germany? Uh, Wait, it's a it's Federal the, Republic? Yeah, they're not a democracy. <laughs> the KTB borehole was a scientific drilling project. Yeah. They did it from 87 to 95. Was that like the deepest borehole like ever in Europe? Yeah, the biggest ace hole in Europe. Nearly thirty thousand feet deep. Holy shit! 
They wow. like the dicks. That's <laughs> I'm always worried that they're going to pop a hole in something. I'm There's like, an walk. interactive map. There's an interactive map online where you can see, like, if I dug a hole straight through the center of the earth from here, where would I be? Oh, fuck. <laughs> You're Googling this shit right now, aren't you? <laughs> no, I've come across that shit before, and I was like, huh. That's fucking crazy. Let's go to Bosnia and dig a hole. But we, we've never, we, we still haven't gone, like, yeah, the scientifically, we haven't went that deep. Even in the ocean. No, we haven't even hopped through, like, the crust yet, have we? No. Like, no. And then even, like, because we can explore, like, a couple miles down, well, probably further than that in the ocean. We don't even want to dare go down there. Well, we can't because of the pressure, apparently. But we have the capabilities to go into space, which you'd think there'd be more pressure because of the vacuum no, of space. It's a lack of yeah. pressure. It's, it's a lack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Well, the people who like to dig the most <laughs> are Russians. <laughs> the Russians yeah, like to dig the most? The yeah, no deep borehole. Yeah, deep the cola. Hole. The cola hole. <laughs> yeah. I want to drop well, a penny down. Because I, I was reading the description of it, and it's like SG-3, and I'm like, they're Soviets. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> wait, wait, Soviets, potatoes? <laughs> Isn't there a big thing potatoes, too? So they're they're yeah. born in fucking ground, dude. They're like orcs. Well, more, <laughs> more like beets than potatoes. Beets. You know. yeah. Yeah. Potatoes are a little bit of uh, Western Europe. Yeah. They have what they call the mango beet. Uh, it's a beet that you use to grow to uh, feed pigs and stuff. It's huge, man. They get like 25, 30 pounds. Yeah, but how much water does that take? Uh, not uh, surprisingly, not that much. They grow super fast, too. Like, I've grown them before for pigs. And you just grow them in the ground, and they're really good because they send this huge tapper down that, like, breaks up the subsoil. And then you just let the pigs go in there, and they root up all the, you know, like, these giant sugary beets. Because they're a, a subset of, like, the sugar beet. They're just mm-hmm. not as sweet. But they're high in protein, and the pigs fucking love them. So they'll go in there and just like turn over your whole freaking garden, trying to get every bit of these freaking giant ass beets out. People fatten their their critters up on it, like uh, before the winter, and let them just dig, 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 go crazy. They want to get the ground gets too hard. They murder their pigs and start over. Um, <laughs> they murder yeah, just, their pigs. They don't eat them. They just kill them. They, they fucking murder them around. in front of the children. They don't eat them. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to set an example for those children. You know. You can't let tell them, them just how it is. You think I you tell can't you let them just grow up all like not traumatized and shit. Yeah, yeah. Normal kids. Who the fuck wants that? That puts a certain level of sweetness in the meat when you traumatize them young. You just you can't get it anywhere else. If I was like a leading politician, maybe if I was like governor of California or something, I would ban all the tree nuts. Like you just can't have them. The fuck? How would that be a good what do you idea? mean you're telling me that our the state fuck? has a fucking drought and you want an almond that requires a gallon of milk to grow? Oh, you want an almond? Like for far farming them. Bam. Okay. Oh, hey, what about that. cannabis? If you want to play that game, though, you want to go for the consumption yeah. of water. You can't, you know, avoid cannabis. How much water is that using? Yeah, but there's a lot of well, cannabis. If they just, if, just one nut. If they just go ahead and fireball all the illegal grows from the air, it'll save them a lot of freaking like, because those are all not even grown by like locals. Those are yeah, but, those are managed by like you know cartels. Yeah, but uh, the yeah. locals will be like my carbon emissions and everything will hit the fan. You can't. Uh, oh, there's no good solution to California besides pry it off, off the United States. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> and, and just let it go. 
Get, Go be the world's to, seventh uh, largest economy by yourself. Leave us see, alone. See, here's, here's what happened. Here, Listen to my logic about this. Okay, the Galapagos Islands were a bunch of boring fucking islands with normal-sized turtles on them. And we, the, you, you isolate them for a period of time, and you got fucking badass turtles you could ride, like tortoises and shit, right? So if we pry, like, California off and set it on its own little journey, cup, who knows? few generations down the line, we might have a whole new form of transportation. You know? Just riding ginormous island gigantism type Californians across the country. Maybe we can teach them to pull, you know, teach them to pull, like, fucking plows and shit. It'd be great. Oh, my God. I hope they bring that. Well, I mean, it you can have some sort of like crazy Darwinism going on. Oh yeah, hundred percent. If you turn that fucking state into an island and be like, "Hey, brah," into like, "I'm gonna fucking eat you, dude," <laughs> <laughs> it just it would not take long at all. Oh, oh no, <laughs> wasn't there? There was a movie about that, like behind the wall or some shit like that, right? Where it was like, it was a prison movie, wasn't it? Oh and, fuck. Uh, I- there was, I don't think they, I've ever they, seen that. So they had like this giant wall, and then like behind the wall was like a walled off huge portion of California. And uh, they were like, if you got in trouble or anything, you got chucked over the wall, and it was just like straight Lord of the Flies back there, like hardcore. And uh, yeah, it's like Blade Runner, I think. Something similar to Blade Runner. Oh, okay. But it was great. But I think it would, I think they would evolve. I mean, you got all those hippies with a whole bunch of hippie ideas. They're going to try to put them to good work. I mean, it's going to fail miserably. But, uh, you know, they're like, why what doesn't what the communes work? Well, because every, there's always that one asshole who doesn't fucking want to work and just sit around and do nothing all day. Human nature. Yeah, yeah there's always going to be someone to exploit the whole idea that there's no rule or mandate that you have to do something. But... That's that's where, you know, having the example set, you know, you don't fucking work, you don't eat. Oops, I'm sorry that you no longer have a fucking stomach because you're like, I'm going to sit on my ass. That just, hey, but now we're in a society where it's okay. Well, wouldn't a guy sitting on his ass leave not less food? You'd think. You're not burning yeah, as many calories. The problem is, is that the guy sitting on his ass has plenty of fucking time to come up with a new religion. The next thing you fucking know. You yeah, know, you're sitting around worshiping the grasshoppers or some shit. You yeah, know, we talk, talk to our fruits and we ask their permissions yeah, before we exactly. Can... Oh, dude, there's there was a movement there for a long time where you wanted to thank all of the food that you're eating, and I'm not I'm not saying just like, hey, we thank you, baby Jesus, for these delicious fucking animals we murdered in your name. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm saying that. Jesus I'm saying you. that like people were like, you need to sincerely thank the trees. I'm like. No, you motherfucking oxygen thieves need to go and apologize to the trees for, you know, making the oxygen y'all are fucking wasting. But huh? it's like, oh, man. Well, they tried that one. They tried to. Then there was a big movement uh, to ban all plastic. And then you'd sit there and you're looking at the person and they were like wearing plastic, like clothing. You know, hey, do you have contacts? Yeah. It's like, do you have contacts? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead and say goodbye to those too. How about glasses? Yeah, those are gone. How about heart valves? Anything like that? Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do this. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's get rid of all oil fucking oil products because it doesn't make up like ninety five percent of everything. (laughs) Yeah, let's just let's just do it. See what happens. Like the world. Let's just turn turn the clock back to like you know fourteen forty. Let's make fourteen forty great again. Well, let's not live in China and get our shoes scrunched by you know. Oh my God! Get your feet bound. That'd be fun. That's that's about the time they were doing that. No, yeah. I'm not. That is not fun, and they still fucking. Ah. But, uh, what? They still Why? For, for the love of children. fucking culture. They still do that shit. There's a bunch of weird body modification shit that's done around the world. Like, uh, I watch a bunch of YouTube, and uh, but there's like a guy that travels and eats food in random places. It's pretty fucking cool. It's like the best ever food review show or something like that. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, I love Sunny. that guy. He's, he'll eat some shit that I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to eat monkey brain. No. Oh, but, he's uh, in Thailand. Oh, he'll eat anything. Uh, and, well, he was like in a place, and they were still binding feet. They just start when they're real small, and just they don't ever let them grow. They're just like, all right, here's, this, here's the shoe you're going to wear forever. And everything's just going to curl up inside there and be really painful for the rest of your life. And then you've got the people who do, like, the neck stretching you got the people and, who do uh, yeah, yeah, they do that in Myanmar. The Kayan yeah. people. And it's really interesting when they take the, the rings off. You ever seen them? And the people is like... It's uh, like their, their collarbones collar are pressed down. Yeah, their collarbones are pressed way down. Like almost in a back sweeping like a bird's. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's craziness. Yeah, it, and that's all just because, you know, some fucking dude was like, you know what? I think that God would love us more if we fucking did that. Have you seen? No, like, it was because somebody was like, you know what? I think it'd be great if the chick was like a giraffe. You know, like <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Have you seen small <laughs> The the appeal of a long neck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see the. I don't. I don't know. I don't see that. But okay. Yeah. That. The appeal of what? What was it? What was it about? Skull, skull binding. Skull binding. Is this yeah. where they make their skull like long, like a fucking conehead type? Yeah, thing? you think about like the old Egyptians, and you're like, why were their fucking heads so long? They were doing that shit in Iraq, and then I think the most recent was in Peru that they found that yeah. people were binding their skulls, and it makes your skull like, you know, like the coneheads. You watch coneheads in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that yeah. But it's like, why, why? I wonder if that made them kind of tarted, or because your brain is basically about the about like half set jello. So your brain is essentially okay. an Oscar in a yeah. fish tank. If you give it a tiny <laughs> tank, it's gonna get dumb and get mad and die. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, I, I think it'd be okay because like over time, because you start, they're gonna start that head binding shit with like children, right? Where the well, they brain do it in India. Squish. They they do it in India still. I forget what they're called. Uh, they're, you're not just they, taking they, an adult where all their blank bre- No, no, no. Like, they do it to a child. Yeah. <laughs> all they got a rubber mallet, Bob. Like, Come here. Throw a fucking ratchet strap around that shit and just crack it down. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it. I swear to God. He's got like a head mold. Hey, you want one that's shaped like a dog bone? Come on over here. Just press it down. We got a nice imprint for you. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see where all the rage was? Uh, I think it was in uh, it was in Japan where they made like the donuts on their forehead. Oh, the fucking subdermal implants. Yeah, they inject like 
shit in their fucking forehead. Oh then like, God. then they bagel head. The bagel head. Yeah. yeah. It, it was pioneered in Canada and practiced in the Japanese underground. Right. So, okay. Temporary so, six to twenty-four hours swelling. Here comes I, Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm like, I didn't know about that, but I was, I was like, I've seen that before. But why, why were the Kanukistanis doing that shit? I don't know. Why were they burying eight hundred kids under their church? Who knows? Oh, fuck. I mean, sometimes it's really difficult to find uh, good levelers. Right? <laughs> like Canada, Canada's either really happy or really, really, really <laughs> genocidal. There's no between. For that country, it's either like, "How are you doing, eh?" or we're burying kids <laughs> and, and we're accompanying America in like mass fucking war. They just hide their shit behind their Otherwise, smile and sorry. Yeah. It's it's all it is. They're just hiding, and then they're, they're like, "Oh, sorry, I just stabbed you in the back thirteen fucking times." Oops, getting my pig shed now. Come back over to my party. <laughs> oh, I wonder. I wonder if it has something to do with like if we track. The amount of serial killers and murders in Canada, and compared it to the harvest of like maple syrup, is it a good maple syrup year? <laughs> <laughs> is, it a, is it a good maple syrup year? Is it a bad maple syrup year? Like you know, w- w- what happens here? Is there like an influx too much sugar or not enough sugar? Yeah. The too much sugar of, sets them off. Yeah, because <laughs> it spiked that year. So the government there is now going to have, like, they figured it out, all right? There's a perfect balance to keep everybody happy. So just dump in maple fucking syrup and, like, like waterways and shit, and the fish get all fucked up. Can you imagine that? Like, you just eat a fish. You just rip a fish out of the river, and you're like, wow, nice trout. And you eat it, and it's like, why does it taste like maple trees? <laughs> then you, then you scratch it, right? And then you scratch it, and it smells like bacon. This is from Canada. Oh, well, poorly made bacon, not real bacon. Yeah, they call it ham. They don't even know what that is. <laughs> they got confused. It's okay. It's still it's okay. We still like them. I don't have any problem with my Canadian friends. They've always been really cool people. But I've never had like given an opportunity like go to a cabin alone and give them an opportunity to like break my legs and keep me in a bed forever. So. Well, they're essentially <laughs> Americans that don't have guns and can't work on their own cars. Work on your own car? No, no, no. You have to be super certified to be doing brake work. Like you can't just change your brakes in your driveway. That's absolutely not really. I'll take it to a shop. Like it's so fucking easy to do. Yeah, I don't think their government thinks that they have any IQ. Like one of the first things I learned, like mechanical wise, as a kid, was how to change oil and changing brake pads. Because changing brake pads is like a fucking five minute thing. That Michael should be and I like were out in the fucking in blizzard changing a water pump in a car. We broke half the bolts and said, fuck it, put some RTV on it, and it ran. We got it to work. Like, what do we you got mean? that fucking running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, went in, we, we went in bloody, but it worked. Yeah. I'd say that my, my biggest side of the fucking road change out was I was in the middle of damn nowhere. There's a place called uh, God the hell is it called it starts with the like an o but it's way way up near the uh new mexico border and it's really in the middle of nowhere it's like the nearest gas station is like 75 miles and uh my fucking stupid little piece of shit ford focus just went from being like you know hey it's happy like 122 degrees to like 300 and shut down and 
what it was is it was the, the temperature like valve like thing in there, the little temp the little temperature gauge that like pops in and pops out to release like the coolant. Thermostats. Yeah, the thermostat went out. So uh I ended up uh calling a friend and they ended up coming to pick me up and then we I fixed it on the side of the road at like three fucking AM. And uh that was a pain in the ass. Like so it would have been more of a pain in the ass if it was high noon. Yeah. I would have been able to see better. Yeah, there was yeah. a the reason that we were out there was to catch rattlesnakes because it was like it's like one of the most rattlesnake infested fucking places on earth. It's amazing the amount you can see it in one night. You you can drive through there and see 700, 800 fucking different different rattlesnakes. So changing in the tall weeds on the side of the fucking road, you got one person with a flashlight looking for trying to beat back the wildlife, for the other person trying not to burn the shit out of themselves. It was pretty exciting. Yep. Good times. Oh, my God. That was probably oh. the, probably the biggest side of the road change. What? You guys can't hear me now? No, I can. I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Michael Duck keeps fucking bouncing in and out. Can you hear me now? See? What is that? That's what? Michael Nutt losing fucking his, uh, losing his like connection. I don't know why. He just bounced uh-huh. in and out. Oh, well. It's because he keeps touching stuff. He's probably clicking on porn. And probably shit just, like. yeah, well, yeah, that's what I would assume. I mean, yeah. He's trying to research shit. You don't it, research. This is a it, fucking research thing. Is it working now? Yeah, it's working now. Stay wherever oh. you're at. I, I don't know what the fuck is going it's, on. You're pacing back and forth or something. You're pissing it all off. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing a hole in my carpet. Leave me alone. It's pissing me off. <laughs> But yeah, as far as like, uh, man, crazy body modifications. Humans have gotten pretty crazy nowadays. Have you seen the? They do this cosmetic branding now. It's starting to become the, a big thing. The free, freeze branding. Yeah, the freeze branding, and also like the like no, just like scarification shit. Scarification. Well, yeah, but they, they don't branding. do it with a hot thing because a hot iron yeah, will stay do. for life, but a cold one yeah. will last for like three years. No, they no, do. They both. do fucking hot. <laughs> yeah. They use uh, the stainless steel wire to do it, uh, a hot branding, and it's uh, it causes this raised, you know, like appearance for the scar. And they do like crazy designs with it, like they, you know, they write people's names in like calligraphy and shit, because it's, they can use a stainless steel really, really thin wire that's like the size of like that. Um, well, like, like welding, filament. like welding wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like welding wire. You could use a but, spring. <laughs> yeah, but they get like the places that you go to it, like go to do it. They, it's an induction loop that you know heats it, so it's like instantly fucking hot. But uh, they make like crazy. Upside. We had a, a patient a while back. There's a guy who fucking did a shitload of drugs and burned his liver out. But he had some really crazy like designs like all over his back. I was like, dude, where'd you get that? I'm thinking like some island nation somewhere, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, dude. he's like, Small oh, town in Ohio. Yeah, he's like. Off Sixth Street in Austin, and you're like, "Well, dude, you need to come up with a better story than that. Like, you need, to, you really do. You got to come up with a better story. Like, I, I became part of the tribe. Yeah, man, I killed a fucking water buffalo with my teeth. You know, like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta come up with a better story. But, this is John. Yeah. He came down from the mountain, and he looked at me and said, "Today, you will become a man." Yeah, and then he sent me a shitload of LSD and my butt hurt when I woke up. <laughs> oh, geez. Sometimes he told me I fell down the stairs. 
Did that one hit too close to home, Chris? <laughs> I mean, just don't put a carrot in my ass and I won't have any flashbacks. <laughs> was it a carrot? <laughs> it was. We played a game a called Just a Vegetable. <laughs> is it a baby. cucumber? It's is like it you use a baby carrot instead of a real one just to psychologically damage him more. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And then that, that'd be like a torture that you'd be wondering in your mind, is it in? But then you wouldn't want to know. But you with don't that. Know. That's the thing. You'll you get stuck out. in a paradox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like is the cat in the box or not? Carrots. It's Schrodinger's carrot. Is it in or is it just pushing? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, these are the thoughts that keep me out of good schools. Uh, what is the wildest call that you responded to? I have to ask. Oh, Jesus, man. There's been a lot of them. Let's see if I can come up with one that won't, like, piss everybody off. I have a, yeah. I have a, I have a funny one. Okay, so uh, we get called to an area where the lady had called 911 and just said that she was stuck. And that uh, we're like, all right, well, is anybody else there? And they're like, yeah, you know, my partner's here. That, but, uh, you know, you because we can hear a lot of times what dispatch is saying. Um, if we get you know, if they trunk us into the call, especially if it's kind of a weird call, they kind of want us to have as much information as possible. So they'll trunk us in or they'll play it back to us. And uh, the lady's like, yeah, my partner's here, but he's stuck too. And so we're like, building collapse? Like, what the fuck's going on? And then she's like, she's like, just send some, just send some help. Uh, we'll figure it out. Okay, whatever. She's being real evasive about what's going on. So we arrived to find that the lady had like a shitload of fucking labia piercings, like rings. And the guy had a ladder, like going up the top of his penis, right? Like oh, a marble ladder. God. And they were like, she was, he was, they were just getting after it, doggy style. And somehow, perfectly, a, like one of the barbells went through one of the rings and they were just <laughs> stuck. Like they were just to the point, like, just like he's kind of hunched over her and she's got to hold him up, like with like in her head and a fucking pillow. They could just barely reach the cell phone. But, uh, like, they couldn't, neither one of them had a free hand, right, to go and try to unstick themselves. So we had to get real intimate. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. in those kind of situations, you got to make light of it, you know, without, without that, trying to be a dick. I, you know, it's just it, curious, how did that smell? Like, what did it smell I, like? <laughs> we're really good at not smelling things. Because <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want... Okay, all right, with the visuals, but I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good at like at this point in my career, like selective nose blindness is kind of like a trait, you know, where you just know how to turn it off by just simply not breathing through your nose or your mouth. Just just try to perspire through your fucking skin, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to breathe through osmosis through the skin. Yes. Your fucking skin. There's a patch of skin. Uh, your skin actually breathes. But you, besides that, anyway, is, uh, is it near your asshole? Where's the patch of skin that breathes? Please tell me it's on the bottom back. of my scrotum. Lower Damn, back. it's Low. close. It's yeah. close to the butt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, it breathes all over. But it, there's, if you leave a, 
you won't die if you pay your body and you leave a patch. It's like you know, twelve by twelve or so on your lower spine. You'll be okay. But anyway, uh, wait, whoa, so whoa, whoa. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're telling me I can hold my breath forever if I just leave? No, my you can't. You cannot. I'm no, trying this tonight, and if I don't show up tomorrow, it's your problem. Yeah, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. That's not <laughs> what I'm saying at all. Is I'm saying that your skin <laughs> will die if you were to like say yeah, the skin, movie Goldfinger, right? Like, right. yeah, it is. Like the movie Goldfinger, where they gold paint plated that lady. If you're to gold plate your fucking self or paint your entire fucking body and leave it that way for an extended period of time, your skin will suffocate and die. And except that if you leave areas for it to, to respire, and you can do that by leaving a patch open on your lower back. But hmm. moving right and fucking along. Uh, yeah, we ended up getting in a, a wait. I put a face shield on because I didn't want any fucking drippage. But, uh, and was, up, there, uh, was there arousal? Did you have to worry about arousal when you're uh, uh, doing at them? This, at this, I, I don't believe there was. The answer is yes. This point it, was more, it, was, it was more painful than anything else. Because, like, uh, you know, as he was experiencing shrinkage, he's getting pullback on, you know, her labia. So she was not really very happy. And so we ended up undoing the barbell. Got to know him real well. Undid the little barbell and, uh, you know, came undone. And uh, they were just like, you know, that that, that giggly kind of shame that people get where they don't <laughs> look at you, where they just giggle and like stare like anywhere but at you. They're like, all yeah. right, well, you guys uh, probably don't want to go to the hospital, right? No. <laughs> all right, well, here, just sign this. Uh, okay. Just uh, didn't really laugh. That was a fun one. I got another one that uh, we get a call. Oh. So we get a call uh, for uh, a person choking, right? And uh, we're like, okay, well, well, what's going on? They're like, it's just on the side of the road over here. Right outside this fucking trailer park that's known for being like housing a shitload of prostitutes, right? And so we're like, okay, oh, cool. well, like, you know, what could this fucking be? All right. So what it was was this like 16 year old fucking kid got his dad's fucking car, went and picked up a hooker. And then uh, he didn't like know because it was his first time that you're supposed to like warn them before you like pull your load. And so uh, he just like, like straight, you know, like just full on 16 year old power. I just blew it right. And then, so she choked on it and he freaked the fuck out, called 911. Oh my God. Because she started gagging. <laughs> she started gagging and fucking choking and ran out of the car and he thought he killed her. Oh, so, my teenage spunk killed the hooker. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking amazing. Because, like, you know, we're like, so say again, what happened? So that was that chick walking down the highway, pissed off. So it was like, so we go catch up with her, like, bam, driving along next to her. Bam, are you okay, ma'am? Were you involved in a choking incident earlier, ma'am? Are you okay? <laughs> ma'am, are you okay? And she's like, fuck off, fuck you, die. Right, it's just real pissed off. But, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of maybe a little bit traumatic. I hope you guys just drove away instead of keep. You didn't ask her again, did you? You just drove away. Like me well, and I asked her a couple of times. And then I asked her a couple of times, but then my partner had to ask her a couple of times. Just uh, see policy. If... Policy. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you call it, right? Policy. It's just deny. It was just like, all right, well, denial of service by uh, the patient leaving the area. But uh, uh, yeah, that was, that was a funny one. I have a bunch of funny fucking. Dude, like a bunch of funny calls. 
that are like, I've seen wild, stupid shit, and mostly it's it's teenage boys that do really stupid fucking things. You know, uh, God, I've seen them do some really stupid shit. I'm like, one of the first things I was asked is, please tell me somebody has that on video, right? Like, because everybody's <laughs> always like, you know, videotaping everything for internet fame. Yeah, of course. And I always want to see it. Like, oh yeah, no, I need to know mechanism of injury. Exactly how did he do that? You know, it's, it's like, hey, follow me on TikTok. Let me watch you jump off this roof. You know, and you're like, yeah, that's a great thing. Right in the cactus. But, uh, <laughs> cactus. Yeah. How are your balls uh, feeling yeah. with a thousand punch holes? Not my problem. <laughs> I just transport them. Fuck them. Let the hospital get in there and tear that shit out. Is it hard not like, to laugh sometimes? Oh, yeah, no, you, you can laugh. It's fine. Oh, you can laugh? Like, right. you know, if I decided to pursue a second career, <laughs> I, I'd be a lot, just like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I give people, like, dad talks all the time. I'm like, so what made you think this was a wise decision? You know, uh, so I give people the dad talks all the time. Um, you know, you get, you get suicidal people. A lot of times they just want to talk to somebody. So, Makes sense, you know, yeah. Just, yeah, I uh, I have a favorite suicide story. So uh, <laughs> there was this guy, right? Big fucking dude, right? Big biker like dude, and uh, he was he'd broken up. His, his wife left him, right? And she she left him for some rando dude, which happens all the time. Right? And uh, he was just like, oh, I'm not gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my daughter. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose my life. I'm like, yeah, pretty much. That's what happens. Welcome to the club, buddy. But we ended up showing up okay. and. Uh, he had tried to commit suicide, but then woke up when he wasn't dead and like freaked out. What happened was he took like a half a bottle of fucking Benadryl, like, like all of it. The problem is mm-hmm. you take too much Benadryl is you have something called sludge happens, right? It's like uh, salivation, lacrimation, uh, urination, and then uh, gastrointestinal issues, uh, and then excrement or uh, crying. So uh, I can't remember the E word for crying. So basically, the dude's sitting there fucking crying, shitting himself, and, and literally lactating. So he's crying and, like, dripping fucking booby milk all over himself. And he's like, what's wrong with me? And we're like, yeah, you took a shit little bitter drill, didn't you? I mean, it's either bitter drill or fucking nerve poison, nerve gas. So, hey, happy to bitter drill. But, yeah, that one was funny. We're like, yeah, buddy, you're going to be okay. I'm a woman. I knew this would happen if I touched her hand. Mom always told me. <laughs> you feel sorry sad. for him. We get a lot of we get you know sad stuff, but there's there's a lot of fucking hilarious shit. Like like uh, oh man, I told that story before about the freaking like World War One freaking pro boxer who just run everybody's fucking just beat the shit out of everybody. Uh. He just had a flashback. He was back in the war, and he was just like a entertainer, you know, like for the USO shows. He was a professional boxer, and so he just rang it like in the nursing home, just ringing everybody's fucking, like just straight up grandpa's like ninety year old guy is like straight up throwing fucking hooks like like you know uh, like Mike Tyson just knocking knocking nurses out left and right. It's beautiful, fucking amazing, (laughs) fucking Nazis. (laughs) <laughs> it's all Captain American shit. It was oh, beautiful. It's fucking that, amazing. That sounds, 
that would be a fucking great skit. <clears throat> be like, you know, yeah. these, these fucking, you know, these tormented old folks in this shitty fucking nursing home, because that's all too common these days. And then this fucking old guy comes in to do an act and he always been to a fucking PTSD moment. And it's the fucking Nazis and it's POW camp. And he's like, I'm going to fucking liberate you. And starts shit beating the shit happens, out of him. Dude. It happens. <laughs> I think Chris is on fucking, uh, he, he put himself on mute or some shit. I don't know what happened. He, he dropped out here. No, I'm but, here. Uh, oh, here. yeah. He's just like, fuck you guys. You're not interesting. Fuck you guys. I'm just listening. I was uh, what's another funny story that I have that's that, that, that's not so personal somebody could fucking figure out who it was? <laughs> oh man, I have a lot of I have a lot, but they're like, but they're Googleable, right? Like, oh yeah, you can't. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. Like there's so something that there, there, there's something that's that that was reported and made the news, and so if they they googled it they'd be able to figure out like where i actually live and work and shit so yeah, and that's that would cool. be good no because i don't want a bunch of idiots showed up to my work hey man <laughs> i listened to you on this podcast uh mushrooms <laughs> you know the mushrooms so. <laughs> <laughs> you got the fungi i got the fungi i need it <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never had anybody tripping fucking balls of mushrooms that has been a pain in the ass. All right, like uh, I've never had anybody yeah. like I've had lots and lots of people in LSD have been pain in the fucking ass. Like there was this uh, this fire, like it was not a fire festival. It was like a fairy festival. I don't know music fucking shit that happens in Austin all the time. Well, we go sometimes. I work for I'll go and like moonlight at a different company that does like the EMS for those types of events. Just mm. to watch the fuckery that happens, right? Because like you have people dressed up like as like fairies and shit, like almost no fucking clothes on, who done like oh I've done twenty eight hits of fucking acid. You have no idea where they're at. They're like they're standing there in a grassy field and they're trying to like jump from ledge to ledge in their head, right? And they're just like <laughs> they're just like on some some great epic fucking adventure, like you know just like tiptoeing around, obviously hiding from someone in the middle of a field, and they're, like, running and, like, ninja roll, and then they're, like, oh, <laughs> that's great. Fucking love watching that shit, man. It's, like, it makes me happy. But Yeah, people enjoying life, even, like, just anything can be entertaining when you incorporate yeah. just, a, just a little bit of something. A little, little something-something. Well, there's always, there's, there's a need for to have, like, EMS and medical personnel there, because there's always, like, oh, yeah. jackass. Who fucking like doses his friend and not responsibly, right? I will personally come and kick people's asses if they don't fucking. If you're gonna do drugs with your friends, have friends you can fucking trust because not like somebody who thinks it's funny just to like blow your fucking mind, right? Like somebody that's gonna make it like a pleasurable experience. This kid would have been better. I say kid, he's like probably twenty twenty two. He would have had a great fucking time at this festival if they'd given him one or two hits of acid. No. How much did they fucking give him? 25. Jesus fuck. Never, never fucking done any psychotropic drug or anything like that before. And they dosed the kid with 25 hits of acid. The dude thought his like face was melting. Right? Like he like he thought bugs were crawling on him. His face was melting. He was freaking out. They took a lot. We had a big tent set up, which was like real cool, calm. Live music, nice fluffy pillows and cots with blankets and shit. 
sit his ass down, give him some fucking water, and just calmly talk to him in a nice little quiet corner until he like you know started calming down and shit. But uh, it took a lot to like. It's like your friend's a dick, dude. He's not really your friend. <laughs> yeah, that's not a person he, you want to hang around. He dosed him and then wandered off to go be with his other friends. It's like you left the dude alone in the middle of a fucking loud ass festival, high off his ass. That's just stupid. Not yeah. nice at all. No, but there's so, there's so many fucking people like that are like that though, and they want to be like, oh, you know, it's cool if you take more, and you gotta take, you know, this huge amount. It's like those kind oh, of people that yeah. are fucking pressuring you to do more than you're comfortable with aren't fucking your friend. They're not looking out for you. They they're looking out for fucking clout that doesn't exist. It's fucking it means nothing, and yeah. they can ruin it. It's stupid shit. Yeah, run people for freaking life. I'm not a big. I'm not a proponent of any other freaking drug. I like psilocybin. It's good stuff. I like yeah. taking moderate doses. I don't have any particular need to see baby Jesus or have ego death <laughs> or anything like that. You know, I'm perfectly happy with who I am. Well, you know, it's it's very it's a situational enhancer. Like, I went to Disney on Ice on fucking psilocybin. Oh my god, that was amazing. You know, like I probably would have hated going to Disney on Ice any other time, but. You know, mm-hmm. a couple grams of, of psilocybin, and I'm all like, hell yeah, get it, fucking Lola Mermaid. You know, it was great. <laughs> Colors oh, yeah. were amazing. Everybody had fun. I have my daughter. I'm like holding her up in the air and like reenacting her like flying when the Tinkerbell's flying and all sorts of shit. She had a great time. But, that uh, sounds incredible. <laughs> the people behind me probably not, but what are they going to do? I'm fucking giant. So it's Ooh. like, if I want to, if I want to fly my toddler, <laughs> I'm gonna fly my toddler. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, I had a great time. <clears throat> Good times. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. people. If you're gonna do stuff, do it responsibly. And if you're gonna do it, do it with somebody you trust. Don't, don't, don't go with strangers. And if you're gonna, if if strangers give you drugs, I mean, at least thank them because drugs are expensive. But you know, well, you don't want to waste say, them. You should say at least test them, because strangers yeah. are dangerous. Yeah. Oh, with all the fentanyl out right now, like we joke about it, but really, it's in most everything. And we've talked about it before on the show that it's kind of like I think it's intentionally done because China is the one who gave all the fentanyl to the freaking cartel. I think China and the cartel is not dosing their own fucking shit with fentanyl. What they're doing is they wait until it gets to America and then dosing it with fentanyl. I think it's like Cold War, like tactic, right? To just fucking kill a bunch of people. Uh, yeah. uh, because it's doing a phenomenal job of that. Um, yeah, like it's it's really murdering. We used to only carry like maybe six or eight milligrams of freaking Narcan, like in two mil vials, right? Like they'd just give two milligrams and then for a heroin overdose, and that was more than enough. And now we don't even carry we, we carry a couple of two milligram ampules, but now the ampules have eight milligrams in them. It's the same amount, two mils of fluid, but it has eight fucking milligrams in it because the doses that we were dealing with was way with somebody OD'd on freaking heroin, they're usually just a little bit past their tolerance level, right? They're just pushing the fucking envelope to chase the dragon. They're not sitting there and, and, and taking like you know four grand worth of freaking heroin and slamming yeah. it all at once. Well, you got these people who are who are ODing on fentanyl, 
And they're ODing on, like, they think they're taking a very tiny amount. But in reality, they're taking, like, you know, several milligrams of it. Well, yeah, it's that's measured thing. in micrograms. You know, it's. I've had two people that I know pass from that stuff. Yeah. And it's like they'll do X amount of heroin, but then they'll get it from another guy and they'll do like, you know, I don't know, three notches less than that X amount. But it turns into an overdose. Yep. Because so they're, fentanyl. They're cutting the fentanyl to fucking everything. They're putting the fentanyl in, uh, God, what did, I, what did we see? A, a big batch of ecstasy come through that had fucking fentanyl in it. Why the fuck does ecstasy need to have fucking fentanyl? Because they're running out of gum trees. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're putting They only come from trees. one area in South Asia, and once that's done, there's no more ecstasy on the planet. We have no other way to make it. So what do they do? They put fentanyl in it. They're putting, we had uh, uh, a bunch of like uh, make believe like uh, Norco and shit like that come through that was actually just fentanyl and fucking Tylenol. Um, and that fucked up a lot of people. So, like, fake Percocets, fake Norcos, fake all sorts of pain meds that people are just buying on the freaking street. And it's just, and so that's why we have to carry. So now we'll carry like 36, 40 milligrams of uh, Narcan, but in eight milligram ampules. Because that 8 milligram might not even touch it. Now it's to go 8, 16, 32. And then, like, if that doesn't do anything, just fucking innovate them and roll. But usually... What, is, what does innovate mean? I'm stupid. So that's that's what we stick... That You have two holes in your throat, right? Yeah. So, uh, like, in the back of your throat. You have one that you, you that you trachea, and you have the other one that you exophagus. So well, we're going to go to the endotracheal intubation. We're going to go to your trachea, so... And they would inflate a little fucking balloon to keep, like, you puking back up and going back in and also so that we can control the air going in and out of your lungs. So, uh, because that valve reacts so quickly, and if their body's messed up, they could choke easy. Bingo. So we have a little, we have a little <clears throat> tube that goes down there, a little bulb, little bulb on the end. We go right past your vocal cords, inflate that little balloon, and the little balloon keeps that, that, that. Now we have a secure airway. The balloons means it's not coming back out through the vocal cords because your vocal, unless you like really try to yank that shit like start lawnmower. Uh, and uh, also, uh, it means that you can't puke anything up into your lungs and aspirate anymore because we've got control of it. And now we can now we can bag you with the BBM, the little baggy squishy thing you see in all the fucking stupid ass nine one one shows, or we can hook you up to a ventilator and rock and roll. So and then now there's a bunch of different ways to innovate people. You can do a nasotracheal intubation. Which is going through your fucking nose and down into the same way. It just goes through your sinuses instead of uh, to your mouth. Highly unpleasant. Do not recommend. Um, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the one with the long tube that had, like has like a umbrella thing at the end, right? Well, it's a, it's a yeah, it's a bulb that inflates with a little syringe. But yeah. Hmm. It has, a, it has a little tiny little tube that goes up along the side of it that goes to a little stockpot on the end, and you just screw on your you know, 10 cc syringe full of air and just inflate that little tube until it's squishy, and that stays in place. Rock and roll. Most people, it's like 23 to 27 centimeters at the lips. So, yep. Good times. Yay, Gosh. science. Uh, <laughs> It's not. It's not unpleasant, but like, pretty. If you've ever had major surgery, you've been innovated before. You just didn't know it. If you do it right, it doesn't cause any 
any la- any damage at all. Not even a harsh harsh voice. So, yeah. Yeah, if you if you can take a cock, you can take a fucking et two, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> the et two so is most people. <laughs> I used, to, I used to work at this place where we made feeding tubes. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, comatose people and such. Yeah. They, going up to the, nose, yeah. The, the funny thing, we had two separate lines. Mm-hmm. That's it. We had one line for, you know, American, European, and everyone else on the whole fucking planet. And then we had another line where the feeding tubes were shorter for Japanese only. Really? Yeah. They were smaller oh. for them, but they were larger for everyone else. Brazil got the large ones. China got the large ones. America. I love dwarfism. Japan wanted the short ones, though. Well, good for them. I mean, uh, you ever seen their porn? I mean, it's it's kind of short. I mean, so. I, I still result that to us sending nuclear bullshit over there. That's At least why they, they died doing what they love. Yeah. and you, uh, that was the first snapshot. Honestly, because that, that really imprinted shit on brick like permanently for a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the world was a peaceful place for many years afterwards. It's funny how yeah. we live in a country where we're like, we're the peaceful nation. We don't use nukes and we want everyone else to not use nukes. Don't use those. Don't use those. But who in history is the only person who's ever fucking. America. America. <laughs> there you go. If, if we freedom, we freedom right. <laughs> don't use nukes those things are really bad we found out by using them on you we know <laughs> please don't use we them we saw it we saw the Enola gay got out there and did God's work God, it's, it's crazy looking at the science of those planes though I mean the bombers they can go down they swoop down they're so far down 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 they drop the bomb and then they have to pull up so hard so they can get away from it and the plane is wasted. It is stressed. It will land and never fly. You know? Yeah. It's over well, for that plane. But it's like, it's not sad that the plane is over, but it's like, Jesus, man. You're really pushing it to the limits to do this. Why don't you just not do that? Well, now we can do it from space. So Why don't we that. just not do that, though? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that, that sounds like a lot to ask for. But yeah. okay, if you if I had godlike powers, I would probably Thanos snap a few different places out of existence. Okay, well, so you would just... genocide some people to ice out your wrist in layman's terms. Well, I mean, well, do I have do I get gems for doing it? No, if I didn't know if I get gems, yeah. I didn't know if I was going to get rewards. I didn't do that for free, but now. I'm well, I mean, rewards. Thanos. If you look at him in the beginning, his you know, his wrist is kind of. Eh. But at the end, after he's dead, he's got jewels and diamonds and oh. Look at him. Well, he had to get them all. He had to get them all. <laughs> but, like, you know, I would just probably take out, uh, well, first off, you could just stand up snap all the fucking nukes. That'd be great. They're all to dust. That'd be fucking amazing. I would just uh, make them all fake. Everybody... I, I would just make them fake. So, like, if, if, if somebody shot him, <laughs> so like, you're even a know. dick, dude. You're a dick. Even though nobody yeah. died, would just so like, nobody even do. <laughs> they just, they just party poppers, just poppers, streamers. Yeah, they <laughs> come out. It, it lands, and there's like, Cheesecake that comes out of it, and we're like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> you know, what if we, what if we did that? What if we sent the bomb and it just like exploded over a country? Like we just sent the nuke, not not really a nuke though, you know. But they think it is, and it's flying through the sky, and they're like, "Fuck, fuck!" And they all think they're gonna die, and then it explodes, and just a bunch of Kool Aid packets come out. And we're like, "Try this." They're sending diabetes. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, send him Brondo. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something from Idiocracy. It's uh, Brondo marketing for Brondo is from Idiocracy. <laughs> Yeah. It's got yeah, it's got it, it is. It's Brondo, the thirst mutilator. It was their Gatorade. <laughs> yep. It's got yeah. plants grain. I don't think that would be a very good idea. They've tried to oh they they I watched a documentary where they were using uh drones to deliver blood and blood products and all sorts of medicine stuff in uh uh Zambia and it was fucking cool as shit. Like uh Zambia has some sick fucking stuff. But they were I mean like these guys with these drones are like 220 freaking miles away, but it takes them like an hour and a half to get there because they're super fucking fast. They're like launched off of like literally like a like like a gas launcher like you would for an aircraft, like a carrier. Mm-hmm. And uh they're reusable drones. The drones the drones go, they drop their fucking package within five feet. Like they just have like a bunch of kids sitting out there. Their job is to just pick up the packages and run them into the hospital. They get they, they hit right on within five freaking feet. The drone goes back and crashes into a net, and it's designed to have like the wings pop off and the fuselage pop off to avoid damaging the thing. Then people go gather it, they put it back together, make sure you know, check, make sure everything's in spec, load it back up, and boom, launch it off somewhere else. And yeah. uh, have you seen have you seen do, Walmart? Like, they do like 220, 300 freaking launches a day. I'm like, that is so freaking cool, man. They're able to cover like 85% of the country with uh, with these drones and just make sure that like medicine, shots, certain surgical tools, they can carry like up to 10 kilograms at a go. So like 22 and a half pounds, right? So you fit a lot of fucking medical shit in 22 and a half pounds and have it land within five feet of somebody, like out in a bush or some shit like that. That's pretty fucking yeah, cool. He's like... Shot in the ass. He could he could do a, a couple of little barrel rolls in the dirt and get those supplies. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at that point, yeah. Man, what's yeah. what's a little bit more dirt in the wheel? <laughs> little dirt a little, dirt. Spit, little spit, yeah. little dirt, rub it in there. You gotta go. It's the cradle of civilization. What's what's the worst that can happen? Ebola. But, Who's that? Fuck his brother. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, There's some pretty cool, pretty cool new tech that's coming out. Man. Walmart's cool using those things to ship packages to people. They look like airplanes, but they put them. They put them in the the fucking little docks, right? Yeah. And they they got these little bays. They open up and they put everything in there. There's a net, and they shut the little dock, and they it's like a slingshot. It's not gas propelled, but it's a slingshot, and it just and the thing goes flying, delivers the fucking package, and manages to make itself home, and it lands in a net. Yeah, this is American. Oh, Americans, the South, we're looking at that shit like skeet shooting with prizes. <laughs> that is exactly what that is. But it's like funny that over over here, people are ordering dildos, and in Zambia, people are ordering medical supplies. Yeah, it's really cool. The, 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 like. They, yeah. th- what they've done is they've ended up lowering like the death rate by an astronomical amount. Like people used to die like all the time in childbirth over there. But since they were able to get blood products and stuff to them, the child like the death in, in childbirth rate has dropped like ninety some odd percent. It's fucking That's cool. Insane. Yeah, wow. but I mean, this only only happened in the last like two years. It's really really cool. There's an entire YouTube uh, special about it. 
And it, that's where I learned about it. And I was like, damn, that's freaking cool. Uh, my YouTube, like, suggested videos are usually pretty fucking spot on or whatever I'm thinking about. So I know that shit listens to me, listens to the damn podcast. Because, like, I guarantee you tomorrow it'll be all about drone medical delivery shit. And then, like, random piercings, you know? Like, <laughs> that's all it'll be. God knows what Google thinks of me. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I get a lot of uh, interrogation videos, you know, serial killer <laughs> documentaries. It's okay, you know, sociology things. It's all good. I, I like to like to see how people think. It's all good. I'm not crazy. Don't look at the lists I'm on. <laughs> uh, they don't. I don't think that. I mean, the government can't even. They can't can't get most anything together. They might put your name on the list, but they don't have the resources to actually do anything. About it. And also, um, you're really not that interesting. Like nobody has I know. that interview. <laughs> no, if they want to come over, if they want to come over and interview me, I will be happy to talk to them about my fucking shrimp tank. Because that's usually what happens when people come over here. I'm like, hey guys, you ever seen freshwater shrimp that are like orange and purple and pink? Ha ha! Come look at my shrimp. And I sit there and talk to them for 45 minutes about my fucking shrimp, and then they're just like eyes glazed over and they leave. It works every time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a Jedi mind uh, trick. Yeah. <laughs> Come look at my shrimp tank. Look at how ugly cute. But uh, yeah, like uh, I don't, I'm not really doing anything interesting. Should I even grow mushrooms right now? Because we're fixing to move to a new farm, so everything's been shut down and packed up and shipped off and done. And I'm not like I made some chicharrones today. That's probably pretty interesting. That sounds super interesting. I'm so jealous, like beyond jealous. Words don't describe how. Well, exactly you want to know how to make it. It's pretty I, easy. I, yes, please tell me how to okay. make it. Okay, so here's how you do it. You get yourself some uh, some pork belly, right? So you can already okay. buy like the pre-sliced pork belly, or just get you a pork belly and cut it into like one inch strips. So like mm-hmm. big ass, big ass fucking strips. You're gonna take those, put them in a pot of, of water, put some like salt seasoning so maybe a bay leaf of thyme a sprig of thyme a little bit of sage in there and then uh boil the shit out of it for like an hour and a half two hours and what you want to do is you want to, you're rendering some of the fat out right and you're making okay. that soft jelly like fat turn hard what what through the boiling process is all you're doing so th- think of it not as so much as cooking the fucking meat is actually just hardening the fat right huh. so now you're going to take them out of that and dry them off and then you're going to take a big-ass fucking pan. I used a big freaking metal mixing bowl is what I had. Because I just it was like the biggest bowl thing I had. I put it on my freaking outside burner, and I put, like, I think a gallon of lard in there. Like, uh, just from this grocery store, Mantec, a cheap-ass freaking lard, right? Okay. Brought that shit to a freaking boil, added, like, maybe an eighth of a cup of freaking kosher salt to it, just so that the meat had something, you know, flavored stuff It was done. Once it got once it got real fucking hot and the chicharrones were dry, I dropped them in there and then fried them until they all floated. Like, and then after they floated, I fried them until my wife said they were done, which happened to be when they were like dark brown and super crispy. And they were like, like, because you ever had like bacon that's like the, that's been fried in a pan full of a lot of oil, right? Yeah. Where it's been, yeah, where it's like it, it actually like kind of fluffs up a little bit because of like the basically deep frying action. Imagine oh, yeah. like, imagine like a spare rib sized piece of deep fried bacon, and that's basically what the fuck it was, and it was um, great, it was fucking amazing, yeah, light, yeah, that, crispy, that, 
crunchy all the way through. Super, super good. My wife saw the recipe on TikTok, and she's like super, super Mexican. So she's like, we need to make it like this. And I was like, okay. And I was like, sure. And so she showed me the video, and I was like, yeah, I can totally do that. And so I did. And it came out really good. Oh, it was really easy. Like, yeah, it didn't take any like actual work at all. Like, if I had to measure it in beers, I'd say probably only about a beer and a half of actual work. That's not much. Like, no, wait. It, it now the job itself is worth about eight beer because like you got a lot of sitting around doing nothing, right? Mm. But uh, okay, yeah, because you like I started everything like the water boiling outside because I didn't want to smell boiling raw meat. I don't like that smell. You know? Yeah, it, that, that did, yeah. No, that doesn't smell yeah, good. <laughs> so I did that I did that outside, like where I boiled the, the stuff rid of the fat a bit outside, and then I, I deep fried them outside so I didn't fill the freaking house full of smoke. But you could have just sat outside the whole freaking time and cracked them open one after another. But it, as far as the actual work, maybe like a beer and a half worth of actual work. So maybe freaking 15 minutes. You know, like... Hmm. Of actual like stirring or doing anything at all, total. Did you get a mouth or a mouth orgasm as a reward for that? You know that little bit of work. You can't you can't beat that. There, there's no really. There's, there's yeah. nothing better. They and they, they store rolling. just they just store fine. Like you just wrap them up in some paper towels and then put them like you know just they store fine on the counter. And then to reheat them, don't reheat them in the microwave. Like either reheat them in the oven or reheat them in the air fryer, so that you don't get that sogginess the microwave gives shit. Yeah, they almost get like yeah, degree. Yeah, and then they're good for. Like, she cut hers up and put them into tacos with like a, like a, the chipotle, the peppers and the adobo sauce, and then she made this guacamole and put them together. You know, and and it was they were amazing. Like, the fresh tortillas and shit, it was great. That was dinner. Sounds good. Yep. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. Scale of one to ten, it was definitely a beginner type food. Definitely a, a one. Anybody could do it. I mean, but it's sad that a lot of people, a lot of people, don't even try to attempt to cook. And I, I don't understand the fear behind cooking. It's really, it's you can make, you could, you could do like with just eggs, just with, with yeah. like you get a carton of eggs, you can make. Ten different meals. Well, and I think it'll have at some point when they were little, their family told them that it was gross, or don't touch it, you could get sick, or something like that happened, or it's, you know, and so they're they're afraid that they're gonna fuck up and get sick from cooking, right? Like yeah. they're not gonna do it right, and that's that's the biggest thing that I've came across. I teach cooking classes, so is oh. it? Yeah, people will like I do that as like a side gig for. I've done that for a long time, years and years. And now I do it through like uh, an online thing where people can go and reserve a chef to come to your house and teach you shit. Like I'll come to your house and fucking teach you how to make everything. I bring everything with me. And uh, like, you know, that's cool. Yeah, people do it for dates and shit like that, all through Rona and stuff like that. They're like, hey, come show us how to make, uh, you know, brisket tacos. Okay, cool. I'm on the way. You, know, you paid your fee. I've got my money. I'm, I'm on the way. You know? And, uh, yeah, we're like, hey, we're gonna make ceviche. Okay, cool. I'll be there in a little bit. But uh, I gotta bring all my shit, so you don't have to worry about a damn thing. And so I teach, but I teach like the history of it and how to do it and how to prep it and everything. And one thing I went into is at some point somebody's family member said, "Oh, you can't do that. You'll get sick." Or like, uh, "Don't eat that. You know, you don't, you don't know how to make it right. You're gonna get sick." 
you know, or like eggs. Or they read it's too much shit about like fucking handling eggs. Is like, you know, you see the lady go and buy pick one egg out of a fucking carton egg. She's handling it like a newborn baby, and then she picks one egg out and has to immediately go wash her hands. They pick one egg out and go wash your hands. I'm like, sweetie, it, it, it's okay. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's not as intimidating as, as it's made to seem. Yeah. And I've, it's, I've never, I guess, understood that, but I also kind of had a little bit of a inkling that I either was going to learn how to feed myself or I wasn't going to be eating. And yeah. then it also became an interest to make it taste good. So it was like, yeah, I might as well pay attention to the cooking shows. Oh, dude, it was like it's a survival mechanism. My mom yeah. could burn fucking water. Like, <laughs> Jesus. Like, I yeah. swear, probably 50% of my diet was carbon as a child. So, <laughs> get your iron intake down. Yeah. By, the time I'm, by the time I'm like 12, I was like, hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. I'll cook. You know? I took all back. We're good. I got this. You know? So, right. Oh yeah, no, I know. I completely get it. I, you know, if there was a time when it was in before ten, I used to look at a dry ramen in a paper bag as a delicacy. I used to, you know, just crunch it up and eat it, and that was what I would have for the day, oh, just dude, because you know, a little flavoring in it, shake it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like oh, it's so good. Dude. I know that. Yeah, that's so bad though. Like it's all right. Just drink a cup of water and just start coughing. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I. Yeah. It's it's not dry. <laughs> you, you, you know, then you're just, I just thinking. Okay, slowly, I just slowly mummify. <laughs> but no, cooking yeah. is really fun. It's really easy. It should be relaxing. It should be a. Uh, it's best when you have a group of people to cook with. Like I love cooking with my wife, but she's one of the few people that I can actually like work in the kitchen with and not get annoyed at. Because she knows, like, hey, stay over there and do your thing, and I'll stay over here and do my thing, and they're complimentary. You know, like, don't yeah. hover. I won't hover around you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you don't want to catch an elbow. <laughs> I make my... my uh, All my kids know how to freaking cook. And I use Tiniest as, like, a little tiny sous chef. I make her help me out with everything. She's got her little... Uh, these little nylon knives. There are... Uh, I bought them on Amazon. They're for like children to learn how to freaking cook with. Yeah, they won't cut meat, uh, like any type of fucking meat. They won't cut chicken. They won't cut beef. They won't cut fingers. They won't cut anything else. But they'll cut the shit out of vegetables. They're like micro serrated nylon knives, and um, so she can sit there and chop an onion up and chop you know like carrots up and shit like that for me while I'm cooking something. And it gives her something to do. It gets her involved in the whole thing. And I get to good job. Make them bigger. Make them smaller. You know stuff. And yeah. she loves. It. I was like, "You gonna help?" She's like, "I helps. All right, let's do this." And uh, we cook. We cook a lot. Or I make her knead dough. It's hilarious with her tiny little fists trying to fucking like handle like a five pound loaf of dough, which is like literally a quarter of her body weight. It's hilarious. <laughs> She's wrestling it like it's a body. <laughs> yeah. I made her carry. She wanted this watermelon uh, yesterday. She just couldn't live without having this fucking personal sized watermelon, right? There was like three bucks at freaking Walmart, so I was like, whatever. So the thing weighs like six fucking pounds, which, you know, tiniest weighs like 24 pounds or some shit like that, right? And I was like, all right, well, you're going to have to help. You're going to have to carry that inside. 
They give it to her. She's like, it's so heavy. And she, she complained about it being so heavy. And she's like wobbling back and forth, carrying it all the way inside. And then put it on the sofa. It was like breathing hard. I'm like, it's six pounds. And I was like, oh, shit. That was like a lot of percentage of her body weight. Shit, that'd be like you or me grabbing like, you know, but like everything at once. You know, like got like three oh, bags yeah. of cement. <laughs> it's the perspective when you put into you know a relation to her to the size of the kid and it's always like especially with looking at my kids and thinking about the same thing like with running or when they sprint and it's like they're already out of breath it's like oh yeah because your you know 20 feet is my you know 300 feet and you know <laughs> it, it adds up pretty fucking quick <laughs> but it's funny it's there enjoy to watch oh yeah I had her catch a, I took her fishing the other day and she caught her first fish. It was like a little bitty fucking bluegill. She caught a little bitty worm. She like, uh, she just likes to scream that the worms are slimy and then not touch them. But she wants you to put the worm on. And then she wants to cast the pole. We practice casting the little Barbie pole with a little fake fish on it in the living room like 10,000 times. So she got it to where she could cast it across the living room. Perfect. That's all she needs to do. She goes out there, casts it, it catches a fish. It, she got so freaking excited, she forgot how to reel in and just takes off fucking running in the other direction, right? <laughs> she knows the line needs to come out of the water. And so she just takes off, just like eyes get huge. She's like, she's like, ah, and then boom, just takes off fucking running. It was hilarious. And then the fish came up, and like the fish compared, like, I mean, it was just a little bitty bluegill, maybe like a little three or four inch bluegill. But to her, that was like a 20 pound bass. So holding it up next to her head, it's like the size of her fucking face, you know? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like palm size. So she was like, wow! And then she just wanted to poke at it with a stick forever. And I'm like, no, you can't. You can't. You got to let it go. Like, you got to go let it go. And then she cried because we had to let her fish go. But uh, <laughs> I was like, you can't keep it. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, you know... It's not going to live. Like, there's no logic here, girl. Like, it's like... It's just going to keep it flopping around forever. The the fish in its own perpetual hell can't die. It can't live. It can't <laughs> swim. Can't breathe. But uh, yeah, no, just, I mean, you you could keep the fish, you know, for a good amount of time, but it would involve you know consuming said fish. But it would still be with you. Yeah, I'm not going to eat the fish out of the San Antonio River. That's a bad idea. Yeah, oh, I, well, I mean, I, yeah, I didn't. I, there's, <laughs> there's probably enough cocaine in that fucking river to refine it, right? Oh, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's enough antidepressants and cocaine and fucking, like, the opioids in that freaking river to, like, refine it, probably. You probably make a good good chunk of money just off of the hard metals, the lithium people are pissing out there. You know, like, I, I, I wouldn't, uh, that's the primary bathing for all the homeless population, I wouldn't. Know. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it's, lots and uh, lots and lots of lots and lots of bluegill, but uh, <laughs> not anything you'd want to eat. Gotcha. No, catch it, catch it, please. good time. Well, guys, <laughs> I am about to go to bed because I got to get up super early and pretend to adult for the next three days. Oh, Thanks yeah. for coming on. Get up and. Keeping and shooting the shit so we can finish up this episode. 
Uh, as always, guys, uh, this was supposed to be a call-in show. We couldn't find anybody to fill the last few minutes, so we grabbed some friends from the group. And it was ha- great to have him on. Once again, we had uh, Chris back on. He was a hilarious guy from the last call-in show. We had uh, Michael Nutty, who is a lot, you know, on here all the damn time. Uh, all the other regulars were off. They were off wandering around, maybe touching themselves in a creative manner, uh, probably thinking of us and the podcast. Now, but, uh, do are they? Do they give you tips, or do they just kind of keep it to themselves? Like, well, like, who are we talking about? The creative, like, the creative touchings. You know, are we going to oh. learn the tips, tricks, or is it just punishments? Like, nah, it's it's they, they're not going to share it. They're special time. Oh, uh, <laughs> as always, uh, this this show is uh, supported basically financially by me, and if you would like. To, to donate to help keep us around, uh, you can at uh, Fafo Colt uh, Venmo. That'd be uh, at Fafo Colt. If you'd like to give us some money on Cash App, it would be dollar sign Fafo Colt. Uh, if you'd like to send us an email, it's Fafo Colt at gmail.com. If you'd like to come on the show, if you'd like to bitch at us, if you'd like to tell us we're wrong about everything in the entire world, uh, or if you'd like a copy of the recipe that you can just simply rewind and listen to again and write down yourself, I will simply. Send it to you in email if you send me an email. Oh, I was expecting to be like, rewind the episode yourself. You yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we love our listeners. Uh, listener updates here is that we have uh, 5%, a solid 5% now is from the Indo Pacific uh, area. So that's covering Australia and Thailand and all that fun area. It's over there. Uh, you guys are making a solid uh, 5% of our listeners. Every day, uh, China's catching up. They're at four percent right now, and fifteen uh, percent of all of you degenerates are in Germany. Surprisingly, oh. a lot of you damn Germans out there growing mushrooms. Six uh, percent are currently in France. Uh, Spain is making up only three percent, and the rest of everybody is from North America or South America. That makes sense. And, uh, the in America, it's Colorado. Is by what? far, yeah, by far, huh. like like leading. We we get like five like five hundred listens per episode the first day we leave it off from somewhere in various cities in Colorado. Like and one dude in his basement that keeps on on repeat. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's from a bunch of like it shows just like you know like uh, in the United States it'll show like the city it was like oh, Boulder Colorado blah 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 or Boulder oh, area. Wow. Uh, when we put in the breakdown, it's it's just all over Colorado. Like, uh, huh. All right, guys, and we love our listeners, and uh, we'll try to uh, do a better job of a call-in show next time. We'll try to line people up a little better. The problem is, is people get intimidated and don't want to come on and talk. We're not that scary or intimidating. It's just like a talk with your friends. That's all it is, to talk with friends. It's just, just a couple of, you know, eighth is drill bits sitting on the table with Milwaukee's, but nothing's going to happen. Yeah, we promised. Don't worry, totally don't worry about the nipple plants. <laughs> yeah. We love our listeners, and thank you very much, guys. Yeah. And bye.